action. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Your Average Critics, joined once again by Chris and Obi. Um, we're going to have probably a bit of an extended episode today because we were a bit short for time last week and didn't really cover off 2017 in as much detail as we'd have liked. So we'll talk a little bit more about the films we really enjoyed uh, and also talk about TV series, uh, best and worst, almost disappointing, as well as reviewing some of the most recent films um, and yeah, just a general catch up. Um, but first, I guess we'll talk about some movie news. So, Chris, you had some Marvel-related news. Yeah, so um, there's quite a few bits and pieces of news. So today, uh, well, last week we found out that there's a Black Widow film in talks and Scarlett Johansson to reprise her role as Black Widow. So that makes me think, is it going to be about a past... Probably, but not too sense. young. Yeah, it would make sense for it to be. Yeah, about not about too much. Uh, and not when she's like baby, baby, kind of like a child. <laughs> but maybe more like you don't, you're not going to see her origins of like her family, I don't think. But m- maybe you will. But, because um, there is. A, which one is it? Is it Winter Soldier where they kind of suggest her past? Yeah. Where she was kind of. So in the Avengers film, they suggest that her and um, Hawkeye have a quite, uh, quite have a heavy past. Um, because obviously, when he gets. Um, Mind controlled by Loki, she's like, well, I'm going to go in and save him because he's my mate, kind of thing. And then it's suggested that she has some past to do with ballet and the Russian killings. She was, like, sterilised and that was kind of kids. Yeah, and she also has several... She can talk several languages. She's an assassin of all all sorts of martial arts, so it makes me feel like she's probably been taught by several different teachers. And you guys are really tall compared to me. What this is just sat low down, Chris. So, do you know what I think? I think that a obviously she's too big now. She's too big to be to be on the small screen now. But a TV, a Marvel Netflix TV series yeah. about Black Widow in the part, like yeah. being an a- agent and stuff, would be very good. Do you know what? Even I think, I think a mini series would be better. Like yeah. kind of like end of the effing world. Mm. Like do like a small mini series of it. I think would be better as mm. well. Even like, yeah, just like eight episodes, six episodes, yeah. eight episodes. I think yeah. would be really good. Or just, like, even like, just like up, sorry, just like up from like when she maybe when she becomes like a agent or whatever, or like just before, and then her going through that, and then maybe it ends with her being like picked up by Nick Fury, yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Like her and Hawkeye, or maybe they could do they could carry it on though. They could do a series about her. They could do a series about Hawkeye. You could technically do a series about Spider Man because you actually don't know what happened to him prior to him meeting Tony Stark. You could do it. About yeah, but we, I think the origin of Spider Man's been done. It has been, but like I'm saying, if you want oh, to do yeah. a mini series of it, I mean, you could. I mean, they're going to go and do Punisher season two, which I know. I mean, the only one I'm really, I look forward to Daredevil series three. Mm. Just because Fisk is still about, and I quite like him as a villain. Yeah, but it's just actually you posted a good, posed a good question the other day. It wasn't on the pod, was it? You, it was oh, no, in the yeah. chat. It was, uh, it was... Well, who's the best Marvel Netflix villain? Mm. And uh, I I said Cottonmouth, but then. You know, he wasn't in it for very long. I don't know, I kind of I kind of like the villain in The Punisher, but I don't think he really made himself known till very later on in the series. Yeah. So It's kind although, of obscure. Yeah, so I think he might be a better villain season two if he's mm. more front-rounded. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I originally thought that Micro was going to be the villain. Because when he's like calling Punisher yeah. and bitch. I'll tell you what, I still think Micro is such a sick side character. Because I think, honestly, I think it would have fallen apart if a Punisher was on his own in that thing. Oh, or yeah. if he was with Karen, I think that would have just gone. Yeah. Because yeah, I really don't. 
I don't appreciate Karen's character. Uh, Karen, Karen gets no ratings. From yeah. Me, so absolutely no zero ratings from me. I'd, I'd also say that the uh, what's their what's their names? Um, Han? In Iron Fist, oh. um, the, the dad who's oh uh, shit, Meacham. The Meach, Mister Meacham, I thought was a Mr. sick Meacham. villain, <laughs> but again. He's not in it enough for me to say he's the best for them, so it's a bit of a hard yeah. one. I would say I think he's Wilson Fisk only because like, as well as being like obviously he's really powerful, like you know like money wise and business wise, he's also like super strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I remember that. I think it was um was it season two where Daredevil went as Matt Murdock to like interview him in the prison, and then Wilson Fisk just was like proper like fucking him up like yeah. one hand chucking him against the wall and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And also, I think he's actually quite layered because he showed like his past when yeah. he killed his yeah. dad and all stuff like that. And he's, he's quite charismatic. Mm. Like, that's what I think a good villain is. Quite, yeah. I think like, it seems like he's quite fragile as well, like in the mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. I think I would have said, like, I, I shouted David Tennant in the WhatsApp, but I thought about it a that's bit a more. He is, I think he is yeah, a good Kilgrave. villain. Yeah, Kilgrave. I think he is a good villain, but then I think when they were trying to look back at his past, I don't think it was enough. I, I think that, a bit annoying. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I just didn't really like his power because he was just like making everyone do everything that he wanted. Yeah, it's a bit really too easy. He's yeah. OP, wasn't he? Yeah, and then really like it. and it was so easily overcome as well. It's all of a sudden like you thought like she just walked in there and she was like, yeah, it's not affecting me anymore. Cool. Mm. But back to Black Widow, <laughs> is it a bit? <laughs> is it a bit late for a Black Widow solo film? Oh. Like considering she's been in it since was it Iron Man one or Iron Man no Iron Man two. When she, she's in Iron Man 1. I think it's Iron Man 1. Yeah. She's she just kind of appeared. Like, she's been in quite a lot of the yeah. films. In, oh, no, in was it Iron Man 2? It wasn't Iron Man um, It was whenever that um his house gets destroyed. That was Iron Man 2. That was Iron Man 3. Two, I think it's Iron Man 2. No, his house gets destroyed in Iron Man 3. I think his house gets destroyed quite a lot, actually. It, it's <laughs> Iron Man 3 that his house gets destroyed. Because okay. um, he says, come and get me then to the... I think she appears man- before that, though. Yeah, she appears yeah. in number 2 because she's the secretary. Yes. And he looks in her background and stuff. I thought he was in. I thought she was in number one with Nick Fury at one point, but actually Nick Fury only appears at the very end yeah. of season of season one. She's in Captain America right at the end as well. She's in Captain America. Uh, the first Avenger right at the end. No, no, I don't think so. Nick no? Fury's there because oh. he he finds the body and then he says he goes up to him in the training room, doesn't he? Mm. Um, so yeah, I think she was in Iron Man two onwards. Mm. Yeah. Although, but I think that I think I think I've left it too late. Yeah. Yeah, because we've kind of touched on her past and she's become quite an established character that she's got like I thought she was going to get with Hawkeye then we found out Hawkeye had a family and then she's kind of got this thing with Banner and I don't know whether she's like strong enough as a character and also whether Scarlett Hansen's strong enough as an actress to lead the film because when she was in she was the leading ghost in the show that was not a good film did you watch um... (laughs) Lucy (sighs) Lucy. I I must admit I, I It's like 25% her fault and 75% the script writing, I think. That is that is one genuinely one of the worst films I've ever seen. Uh, do you know what? So I boring. think it has so, so much shit. promise, yeah. Because oh. the concept it, was it was like they were like building on limit uh limitless, it was limitless yeah. And they were like saying how oh, oh yeah, if you could do all this, you can like turn into a USB. slow time. <laughs> yeah, turn into a, USB. a tree then a USB mate. Oh, it wasn't no, like no. she just turned into it. Yeah, that was it was, it was the so dumbest bad. ending and it was just yeah. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's she's Kind of a main character in the island. What's the island? Wait, what? Isn't it the island? She's with... Oh, sorry, I thought we were still talking about Marvel. I thought no, it was Scott, like a... I'm talking about Scarlett Johansson, right, yeah. Right. Her and Ewan McGregor, they're kind of both oh, okay. main characters in that, and she does all right in that. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm interested in the, in the character enough to want to see 
a f- solo film based on, you know, the cameos. I'm kind of surprised she said yes to it, to be honest. It's a lot of work already being in these other films to, like, jump on a solo one, I suppose. But, but I think... So the others all do the solo films, don't they? So mm. why, why shouldn't she? Yeah. I, but I thought they would proper push the Miss... Because, obviously, Miss Marvel's been in works way before even the Wonder Woman was put into works. Um, and I, I think... Is it Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel? Because there are two characters. Her, I think you can call her... Uh, she's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because Miss... There is a Miss Marvel, is Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, I think she's Captain Marvel. Who is also funny enough? What Shazam's name is also in DC, but oh, yeah, um, yeah, because I think they're gonna push her as like a leading yeah lady well, in the um Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I heard that they're gonna make it so it's all like to do like all female cast kind of thing. Oh, did I number three? No, because Nick Fury's gonna be a part of it, isn't he? Yeah, but he he might is this, recruit is this, her. Is this a Black Widow film or, or Captain Marvel? Oh, actually, that might be Black Widow film. That's gonna be like a. What one of the films is? I don't mind either way. I'm yeah, trying, I don't I'm, mind. I'm yeah. No, I can't remember. It's one of them, but I just, I, I'm fine. But do it. I don't mind. But I just, there's not that many. I just don't understand why. Characters in, yeah. Uh, the Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, Miss Marvel, oh Captain Marvel, sorry. That's it. Uh, you Squirrel got girl. You, you, huh? Squirrel Girl. <laughs> oh yeah, but she's not in it yet. I thought is isn't that going to be a TV show? Um, is it Squirrel Girl? No, sorry, ignore me. There was a piss take out of it on SNL. I uh, whether rock no, was... not, yeah, not me. <laughs> while I Google it. Um, it's it's a film and no, it's a TV show and someone who I know is gonna be someone who I recognise gonna be. Sorry, it's yeah, it's, be meant, like to, it's meant to be Pitch Perfect Girl, isn't it? What Anna Kendrick? Yeah, I thought it was meant to be Anna Kendrick being Squirrel Girl. Either way, um, yes. Yeah. So I think they are lining up Miss Marvel to be one of the front runners with Doctor Strange, yeah. which I don't think I'm no. that keen for. However, it might all alter now. Because they, they've got X Men, they've got Fantastic Four, they've yeah. now got the full Illuminati, which Ooh, Illuminati is confirmed. Xavier, Mister Fantastic, Iron Man. Okay. But then that might lead to Tony Stark being in the cinematic universe more, just behind the scenes a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think if Black Widow does have her own solo film, it probably suggests she'll be in the next phase of, of the, uh, of I the think, MCU. I, I wouldn't see why not. I think she's a good supporting character. I don't like dislike her character. I just don't know if it's mm. she's strong enough to be front one of the front runners. Um, and then also, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Can I interject whilst you do your train yes. of thought? You're right. It's Anna Kendrick who's going to play. She's yeah. from Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was going to be a TV show, um, but yeah. apparently now the whoever whatever company was going to take it up has dropped it, and now they're looking for a new place to ship it around. TV show's going to be called The New Warriors. Oh, yes. I did remember reading about this, actually. Yes. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, what I was going to say, actually, was... So, yeah, Black Widow's going to maybe be in the next phase. Uh, Chris Hemsworth said that he has kind of found his interest in Thor again because Ragnarok kind of took it in a different direction. Yeah. He said he enjoys playing it now. Because well, Ragnarok did well, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think, you know, like, the character's a bit... More light-hearted, and I think he's just enjoying it. A I bit think more. that's his character a bit more than in real life. I think he's quite a bubbly person. Yeah, so. and it works for Thor. Mm. For like yeah, his it does. Character. So he potentially he said he'd be up for more films, even though his contract runs out after Infinity. I Gauntlet think I'll, or I think, I think they'll say yes to him, like unless they get that. That's because I think in the cinema in uh, the comics starts some weird alien creature takes up the mantle of Thor. Okay. So. 
I can't imagine that being going, going down too well, but mm. we'll see, I guess. I mean, I'd like to see more of Valkyrie. Mm. I thought she was quite a good character. Didn't, she was interesting. And like the whole Valkyrie war. Yeah. Or that, I can't imagine, that she, I can't imagine she's dead, but we'll see. No, I don't think she... No, well, she was on the ship, wasn't she? Valkyrie? No, she did, no didn't she get destroyed by that big monster? They brought a big monster to Ragnarok. And... Well, Suter. Yeah, and then didn't they destroy her? I don't think so. I'll have to rewatch it. Hopefully it'll be yeah. on DVD soon. Yeah, it's meant to come out. Are you talking about Hella? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm... Valkyrie, sorry. Valkyrie Valkyrie's was, the yeah. other woman who's yeah. on the ship with them. Yes, sorry. But I don't think Hella's dead either, to no, be fair. Um, so, leading on then. So, the uh, Avengers 4 has finished production. Yeah. Mentioned. Yeah, Avengers 4 has finished production. And I suppose in line with that, we could also say about Deadpool moving to an earlier release date as well, of 18th of May. New Mutants moving back. By like nearly a year to twenty, well six months to twenty second of February twenty nineteen, and Gambit, well God knows what's happening with Gambit because they just it's not gonna happen. They lost their director. That film's so. not gonna happen. It's been yeah. in the works for years now, isn't it? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So do you think these changes are Disney driven or Fox driven? I think that potentially New Mutants might be scheduling issues, because I heard that Game of Thrones has moved its scheduling back. Oh, it's now twenty nineteen. And yeah, isn't, is isn't, always... isn't Thingy in it? Maisie Williams. Yeah. And she's quite a lead character in it. Yeah, but surely New that. Mutants was supposed to come out in April, yeah. so surely they would have already finished filming. Yeah, maybe, because they like their scheduling, don't they? So maybe they've just put it in line with something else now. I mean, they're I... going to have to take up a lot. Like, they're going to bring out a film like a m- every month now, aren't they? If they own Fox as well. Yeah. Why did they move... Um, sorry. Why did they move Deadpool forward? What's the reason for that? Well, I don't know. When was its original release date? Like then? June or something. Yeah, May, June. Uh, first week of June, and that's going to be like the second week of July, uh, May. May, yeah. May this year? Yeah. yeah. So is that going to coincide with Infinity War? Oh. Infinity Wars. Yeah, Infinity May. Wars May, isn't it? May, yeah. Is it May? Or was it the end of April? Oh, is it the end of April? I don't know. Let me, let me do Maybe they're going to overlap, mm. but then that's not going to be a good idea. You don't want to release uh, Deadpool they said that... shortly after. Sorry. That article that you put on the on the group, they were saying that um they didn't want Deadpool and New Mutants to clash in terms of like theatrical releases or something. Like yeah, that. but they wouldn't, would yeah. they? So I didn't understand what what the yeah, unless so I, they're trying to incorporate now Deadpool into New Mutants or Deadpool into the MCU. Which can I just say, I'd happily have X Men. I'd happily have Fantastic Four, but I don't think putting Deadpool in is a good idea because he's pretty much invincible. Well, they're not going to have a fifteen rated MCU film. I can't imagine that. No, but I have said they'll stick with the rating for the Deadpool film. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, and New Mutants, and they need to keep those things separate, you know, because it looked like New yeah. New Mutants would kind of be a strong horror. So, you know, you're looking at a R-rated kind of film, 15-rated film. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, it's going to be released on the, in the United States on the 4th of May. Who's that? What's that? Uh, that's Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I don't... Okay, can so can you look up as to why sense. they did move it? The New Mutants. That makes Thank even you. less sense. Cause, yeah, because I posted that uh, that article, which I can't remember where was it from, like Screen Rant or something. But it said that, yeah, that the they kind of were speculating that New Mutants was pushed back because test screenings didn't do well and that they wanted to make it scarier. Oh, um, that's pretty good then. Yeah, but that's an entire, that's that's an entire six year. Isn't it yeah. six months? Well, getting... well, it was supposed to come out sometime in April and then... February, so that's 10 10 months yeah I don't know I just kind of I hope it still kind of gets its release and it's not now Disney being like oh we don't want this 
mm. kind of scary film in the X-Men universe. Yeah, well, uh, only time was held on that one, I think. Um, should we say more news? or do you wanna Yeah, well, you had another Marvel raid. So, Black Panther is the most pre-booked cinematic Jeez. film of the MCU in the first 24 hours. <laughs> I hope it's really good because the trailer actually does make it look quite good it looks so, really good I've said it again like 20 times even if it's shit I'm still going to say it's good yeah like the Justice League yeah but um, Justice League was good though because so. it seems like a key point in the Avengers 3 film as well, um, mm, well and obviously he's quite a an anchor character now isn't he because he's trying to pull people back down to earth and shape people up and help them out so yeah, it's, and an he's, important, it's an important film on a lot of different levels. He's trying to find himself as well, and it's quite historical in terms of actually like filmmaking, isn't it? As yeah, well, like um, black superhero lead film, like mostly African American cast and crew and everything. Do you think not based on Black Panther film, but do you think because of the Black Widow film, they'll start making other like individual films like Hawkeye, Falcon? Oh, I, re- I would Maybe, not. But I hope not. I wouldn't want to see a Falcon or a Hawkeye film. But would you like? Because like, you know, we said about series. Would you like to see a Falcon origin series? Because he was in the army and stuff, wasn't he? And then he he did have these wings prior to or something. He flew it? something. Mm. He flew something. Um, Can I just quickly interject? Mm-hmm. The so apparently this is for um, new no Deadpool being pushed up or New Mutants or something. Like that. Uh, no, sorry, it's for New Mutants. Insiders say one reason for the change is for the studio to avoid having an overlap of X-Men movies in certain overseas markets when New Mutants and Deadpool 2 would have been in theatres at the same time. Okay, but pushing it back by 10 months is a little bit... Unless we got the dates wrong and New Mutants wasn't meant to come out in April. No, we got them wrong. Oh, we did, okay. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I think if you kind of start giving every ancillary character, like... An origin story. It's just going to saturate it That's a good far word. too much. Fair play. Do you, you know, do you read the dictionary, mate? Thesaurus, mate. No. Thesaurus, yeah. <laughs> just a learned. Like, I'm, you know, I wouldn't really care much for a Scarlet Witch origin story or whatever. Like, I flashes of them in the films they appear is fine. Like, yeah. exploring it more throughout these films, yeah. But to see an entire film, no. Yeah, to I be, think they would. Sorry, yeah, I think they need to. They would only do it with. Um, Characters that appear that they know are popular. So, like, when Punisher... So, like, the first thing you talked to me about when you were talking about Dead of Season 2, you said, oh, yeah, Season 2 is sick. The Punisher is sick. Yeah. Everybody loved the Punisher, so they said, okay, let's make a, let's make a yeah. series about Punisher. So, like, Falcon is an okay character, mm. but he's not that popular. Hawkeye no. is all right as well. Yeah. But they're not, like, you know... People don't watch these films and think, oh, yeah, I love, uh, I love Hawkeye. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're like, he's a shadow kind yeah. of thing. You yeah. could explore Hawkeye through Black Widow's origin film. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like, the best way to do it, to be fair. I think Nick Fury's origin is quite interesting. Like, well, I don't they, know they, anything been about made, it. They, like, they're main, they've meant to be making a film for years now. It's been, that's been pushed back as well. I've got the original, actually, Nick Fury film uh, with David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then I think because uh, Captain Marvel's set in the nineties, like don't I think they might explore how he lost his eye. Mm. So I think that's a what? kind of origin. Say? Captain Marvel's set in the nineties, and he lost his eye. It's a woman. So it's he's got one how, he lo- how he lost, how he lost his, his eye. Nick Fury. Oh right, cool. So moving now. I'm trying to find. And then also some characters, it's just good that they have a mystery, mysterious origin. Like mm. you don't have to know everything about every character. Sometimes yeah. it's just best to. It's nice to. Um, find out later on because then you 
get a reason as to why they do certain things in certain ways, I guess. Mm. And then you also said that um, oh, you've, you've seen reports that Venom will be part of the MCU. Like, where did you... Well, Joe, didn't Joe put it in the um, group chat? The uh, Joe is active on our group chat sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe put in that, that it might be part of the MCU. I don't know what he said. You guys probably have to get it up on your phone. I don't know, but... I've, I think we've said it several times. They've been toying with the idea that they would put it in the MCU. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. If you... um, I don't see why you wouldn't. Like, Honestly, if you're going to put Spider-Man in, you pretty much got to put Venom in because at one point they're going to clash, aren't they? Because mm. if, if everyone loves the Venom film, then they're going to be like, right, okay, then we're going to put Spider-Man versus Venom and it's going to be sick kind of thing. And then we're just going to be like, okay, it's part of the MCU. Or would it be more interesting if Spider-Man, like in Spider-Man 3 kind of got the symbiote virus and became uh, a villain to the Avengers. Not to the Avengers, but to some of them. Like, almost like Civil War-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Or like Thor having Hulk and some others come up. Yeah. yeah. What, I, what I read on Wikipedia was that the people who are making... Obviously, Wikipedia's not a reliable source, but the people who are making um, Venom set, have openly said that, that, yeah, we want this to be part of the MCU, but then... <laughs> the people who control the MCU are like mm. see how it goes yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's it like, so I reckon it's going to be if the film is good they're going to be like yeah it's part of the MCU if it's rubbish they're going to be like nah yeah I Did- mean it's one of those films I can add later because I mean this is pretty much not going to really involve Spider-Man we assume mm. yeah um, and it's also going to be R-rated again so there's like a rating issue mm. I, I wonder if the Venom film will follow on from um, Life Life probably not <laughs> nah but, only but that, that's a very interesting connection though, that we talked about yeah. at the time. Um, I've got some more news. Yeah, well. go for it. Uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in the next Quentin Tarantino film. I saw that. It was about the Charles Manson. Yeah, oh, Charles okay. Manson. Yeah. Was there any other casting news? Uh, that? that is all that Rotten Tomato posted on their Instagram page. And also, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be good. It should be really good. Um, there was also a rumour circulating, I don't think it's true, that Lindsay Lohan might play Batgirl. Oh, it's because she tweeted saying she wanted to play it. Bat- Batgirl. <laughs> well, I just I tweet, think I that. Yeah. 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 Like, nah. Well, it's only because like, Batgirl's ginger in it, so they like, she's like... Oh, yeah, God, yeah. yeah Lindsay so... Lohan, there's a thing called hair dye. Um, there's plenty of other better actresses than you that can dye their hair. Oh, ginger. shit, like, son. She was good in Parents, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, she was like 11. And then there's a Teen Titans Go movie coming out. What's that? Was that the DC? Teen Titans. Is that the yeah. shitty cartoon? Yeah, do you remember it? Mm. I don't oh, really they're like doing it. live action Teen Titans, though. Yeah, they are, but Teen yeah. Titans was a, a cartoon that a lot of people did love, and the I never watched it. The original one was good, but now they've, re- they've remade it. So, like, the original, well, the cartoon that I grew up watching, Teen Titans, was just Teen Titans. Um, it was like, like on Cartoon Network or whatever, or Tsunami. And then now they like um, revamped it, and now it's Teen Titans Go, and like the cartoons look like so much shitter than the Oh, it is, it's Teen Titans Go, Teen not Titans Teen Go. Titans. So yeah, like, and it just looks like they're all like a lot smaller as well. Yeah. And okay. it just looks like kind of it looks more childish. It's, it for, kind of it's definitely for kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's got some banging songs in, the, in it though. Is it? What, is it a musical? <laughs> no, just nah. like Beast Boy in it. Just decides to randomly start singing sometimes. Oh. I've watched some of the songs on YouTube. Yeah. It's quite a joke. It's got Beast Boy, Starfire, Cyborg. Um, Raven. Raven and Robin. Robin. Right. What Robin? I don't know because I've never watched it. But I, just... I think it's Tim Drake. Yeah. So I I play the uh, Lego Marvel superheroes games. Oh right? yeah. So the second one's out. Yeah. And um, I'm playing it, and actually I've got a little tangent. But obviously the first game is about the main Avengers. So obviously Iron Man, 
Thor, Hulk, they're all the most important characters. In this one, the most important characters are Doctor Strange, uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Wasp, and Giant Man. So I'm wondering if that's maybe a little... Who the Giant Man? It's Ant-Man, but bigger. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering if that's maybe a little... Snippet. Uh, we can infer anything from. I don't that know. Event I in the think. Future. I don't think. I think that's more of a promotion to kids to go and watch these films, potentially, rather than saying that these people are going to be lead. Because I can't imagine that Ant Man is going to be a lead character. That's B that B list. That's like. Yeah. That's like said a bit brother. Now, unless unless the wasp suddenly ramps it up, amps it up, which I, I don't know. Mm, Skeptical on that. Yeah. I mean, Doctor just... Strange, yeah, I can see it. Uh, Captain Marvel, I can see it. Miss Marvel, we haven't even been introduced to. Yeah, I know. Um, and who's everyone? Can Wasp. I ask you another question? Wasp, yeah. I so, uh, on the assumption, I think anyway, that Iron Man and probably, and, well no, Captain America and probably Iron Man won't make it to the next phase of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who do you want to be the new, like, de facto leader of the team? Um, or leaders? I... I don't know. Either Black Panther or Peter Quill. <laughs> Who's Peter Quill? Uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Oh, Star-Lord. Sorry, yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's a very male-centric view. Well, I don't... But maybe Captain I can't, Marvel. I can't like... say anything about Captain Marvel because we haven't seen her yeah, act as, as this character. I was a bit sceptical that... Uh, is it... Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I, I don't know, because I haven't seen her play... She wasn't that good in Free Fire. No. I haven't seen her play... I personally haven't seen her play a proper serious role. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Room? Not the shitty Tommy Wiseau. Also, <laughs> are these Marvel films going to be serious? <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I don't think they were. She was, wasn't she in Jump Street? 21 Jump Street? 20, yeah. She's the, like, the girl that... Yeah, the love thingy, interest. Yeah. Um, but... She's a good actress. I haven't seen her play a bad film, so yeah, maybe. Bar Free Fire, obviously. But. I think she will be a very powerful character, so it'd be interesting. She's like, going to be like the equivalent of Superman in the Marvel Universe, I think. Yeah. As long as they don't, you know, give it to Bucky Barnes or Falcon. Oh, you know, like... they are, aren't they? Oh, no. no um, but oh. based on, like, the Lego Marvel... I just wanted to mention, like, they have the Marvel... Some of the Marvel characters have the worst names. Like, because yeah, you get all that like, little mini figures, and one of them's called like Chipmunk Hunk. <laughs> one's called Koi Boy, as in Koi is in the little fish. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, it's who came up with they, these? They, who they came up with these? They literally say anything, didn't they? Um, and then I guess just to conclude the. the oh. new... All right, sorry. Paddington Two is the second family film in history to get a Rotten Tomato 100% rating with 100 reviews. What was the first Toy Story Two? I think it was Toy Story 2. Uh, I think we should... Toy Story 2? That's like the worst Toy Story. I know. What the f... Are you joking me? Easily the worst. I mean, in my head, it's still a massive toss-up which one's the best out of one and three, but I think... First one's better. Yeah. First one's sick. First one's better, but the third one is just like... So emotional. But, so the Golden Globe Globe Awards uh, occurred last week, I think, or... Potentially two weeks ago, yeah. whenever we end up yeah. releasing this. Um, I made some, some like really powerful speech. Yes. Um, and people saying that she should run for president in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, is the is the is the thing about the rock running as president a uh, hoax? I don't think I don't know. I think people just want it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think was, yeah. I think there was a campaign for him and Tom Hanks to run as president. Like, I think co- co- politicians should be politicians and not. But how do you? How do you? I agree. Or sports but how people. do you? De- Determine whether they might have really 
I suppose if you got, I think you need to have some sort of political background, some sort of political experience. Yeah, yeah. To be a Because Ronald Reagan was an actor, an actor and then yeah. he became president. Mm. Donald Trump was a cunt, still is a cunt, but now is a president. <laughs> um, At least Reagan was a governor before he became. A yeah. Thingy. I mean, you can change careers, but yeah. Yeah. so like Schwarzenegger, because he's been a governor. Yeah. He was the governor of California, so if he wanted to. But I don't think like the part, Rock. But... If the Rock wanted to be president or a politician, yeah. stop acting for a bit. Yeah, he's he's got such a manic schedule, that man. I don't know how he mm. even finds the time to do the stuff he does. Mm. Only in America, eh? Um, anyway, back to the Golden Globes. So, I'll go through the winners. So, the best motion picture for drama was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Fantastic. Good, good show. I still haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping to this week. What were the, what were the nominees? The no. nominees were Call Me By Your Name, mm. Dunkirk, Mm-mm. The Post. I haven't seen it. It's coming and, out soon, though. Yeah, and The Shape of Water. It hasn't come out yet in England. The post. The post yeah. No, it yeah. comes out in. Why do you normally say that? Hasn't. This is based on America. Ah, really. uh, right. Yeah, of course. So I mean, yeah. To be fair, the only I've only seen two of those films: Shape of Water and Dunkirk. But based on the hype, three billboards seems like yeah, a worthy winner. Motion picture. Oh, what, 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 does that, what does that mean, though? What does best motion picture mean? Best, best, best film. film, isn't it? Yeah. But again, we, if, we that's had, the, if that's the category, if they're the films that are in the category, then yeah, I'd say three. We people. had this discussion last year with the Oscars one, which is you can find on SoundCloud and iTunes. But like, I remember you asking like, what's the difference between best film and like best director and like best actor? And it's kind of just what's best out of the, the way it all works together, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's one of those. It's, yeah, it's. You yeah. kind of think if it's best film, it should win best actor, and you know, but all this it doesn't stuff, always work yeah. like that. Um, best the Golden Globe split out. Best, I saw, best so, films um, between. I the Sorry, so yeah, the Golden Globes kind of split out all their categories between drama and then musical and comedy. Okay. Which it's I don't. A bit of a I, vague characterization of stuff, isn't it? I know. I don't understand that because then, well, where does horror fit? Where does thriller fit? Where yeah, because does... there was a lot of commotion about Get Out being uh, put up for the comedy. comedy, and people were like it was not. And The Martian two years ago won the Golden Globe for best musical or comedy, even though it's neither because they didn't think it would win best drama because I think it was up against The Revenant or there something. was another film in, in this I don't know uh, uh, maybe I I'm completely forgetting but I was remember looking at the nominees and thinking like this, that's not a musical or a comedy I don't understand yeah. why, why this person has won so or, the best motion picture for musical comedy was Lady Bird um, the other nominees are I, Tonya which that. comes out in a few weeks mm. uh, The Disaster has Lady Bird come out here I think it was like a very limited release. It's meant release. to be really good. For, like Ron Tomato even rave about it as well. Yeah, uh, Disaster Artist, Get Out, and The Greatest Showman. The greatest Showman should have won. Really? What was, it, what was this for the category? Best mo- musical. I've only seen two of them, and mm. uh, I prefer Great Showman to Disaster Artist. So. You think? Oh, you haven't seen Get Out. Mm-mm. You should watch Get Out. Um, <laughs> I I mean I've seen those three. The the latter three. Mm-hmm. I would have said Get Out was better but then again we've not seen Lady Bird or I, Tonya yeah, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama is Frances McDormand for three billboards outside she Edinburgh, was really Missouri. good to be fair but what's the other people uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water she's very good in that yeah. um, Meryl Streep because she has to be nominated for everything that she <laughs> appears in uh, Michelle Williams for All the Money in the World and Jessica Chastain for Molly's Did you watch Game. All the Money in the World? yes was it good? was it good? uh it was average. It was actually, it was below average. Did uh, Thingy do a good part taking over? Christopher Plummer did it well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the f- I mean, we'll talk about it more later, yeah. but it was average. Uh, Jessica Chastain, I thought she was, had a very good performance decent, in Molly's yeah. Game. Um, that's quite a strong category, I think. Mm. So, I guess Francis McDormand worthy. Yeah, she was good, though. Francis yeah. McDormand. 
Movies. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Gary Oldman won it for Darkest Hour. Mm. To um, be fair, he was good. Yeah, it seems like a pretty committed performance. Yeah. And it, uh, it, he encapsulated what I would picture Churchill to be. Mm. I don't know much about Churchill, but, but he did it pretty well. He's such he, a versatile actor. Mm. Like, like They put so much... Like, <laughs> makeup. Makeup. Yeah. The only thing, you could, The only reason you could tell it was him was because of his eyes. Okay. That's the only reason I could tell it was Gary Oldman. But I really like him as an actor because he's in so like random performances. Like yeah. True Romance, he plays like a dreadlocked um, kind yeah. of wannabe black person. He's like, in Harry Potter. Yeah, and then he's in um, Fifth Element as like this weird alien thing. The like, Dark Knight yeah. as a cop. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's very versatile. And then the other nominees were Timothy Chalamet for Called Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for that Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks because... He's Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I've never heard of. I've seen the trailer. What, what is, is it, it about? Good? It's about a lawyer, and uh, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it, look, it doesn't look very good to me, to be honest. Uh, I'll still watch it because it's Denzel. But. Best performance by an actress in a musical comedy. Sia uh, Ronan won it for Lady Bird. Uh, well, Judy okay. Dench was nominated for Victor- Victorian Abdul, Helen Mirren for The Leisure Seeker, Margot Robbie for I, Tonya, and Emma Stone for Battle of that Sexes. That was it, Battle of Sexes. I saw, I saw that Emma Stone was nominated for it, and I was like, that's not a fucking comedy. I know, it wasn't. Or fun. a musical. No. I was thinking, like, why the hell should we be nominated for that? That was one. Best performance by an actor in a musical comedy. James Franco won it for The Disaster Artist. Mm. Daniel Kaluuya yeah. was nominated for Get Out. Steve Carell for Battle of the Sexes. Mm. Ansel Elgort for Baby Driver. Jeez. And Hugh Jackman for The Greatest Showman. What was that Hugh category again? Hugh Jackman. Musical comedy. Should have to Hugh Jackman. I thought that's so I suppose actually... Baby Driver, yeah, is a bit of a musical because he listens that's to just, his that's music quite a lot. That's a very strong category. That is a very strong category. Mm. Um, and then based on that, I mean, I thought Ansel Elgort's performance was really good in Baby Driver. However, it sounds like that Jane Franco pretty much I think, encapsulated. I think yeah. James Franco did. Um, yeah, and did you see the speech? Like he was like, oh, I'm going to bring him onto the stage. And then he went to go and take the microphone. He was like, no, 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 no. And then he, and he started talking like him again on stage. I was like, <laughs> flipping out. But then there was also then allegations came out about him afterwards of sexual impropriety. Um, I mean, it's not right. Um, what, it's okay? No, it's not okay. That's a Whitney Houston bar, by the way. Don't make come try it. Uh, <laughs> Anyone listening, I don't it's not, advocate that sort It's of not good at all, but... <laughs> Do you they could have said it... Bef- no, I'm just Yeah, saying. I know, I know. Yeah. He kind of... It kind of dipped and now it's coming back up again. Yeah. You know, even people I mean, like Anzis and Zari. Anyone that's been affected by it should come out and say it. Just do it. You've got to, you've got to just be brave and just say it so people know. And you can help yeah. other people, isn't it, really? It's yeah. like, but I guess uh, maybe their thinking is when all this attention is on this person, that's when their story is going to get the most coverage. True. Probably True. an element of spite about it as well, to be honest. Like, because if someone's like... So, like... Uh, What's his face? James Franco in the thing, and you were uh, assaulted by James Franco. You're thinking, right? Let me get to his highest point and then tear him down. Yeah, because like, why should he win? If exactly. He's... Do you think if someone has been accused of something uh, within this kind of Me Too movement, that they should not be entitled to win uh, an award? Accused. At least, for, even if they later get proved that they, or you know, that they're kind of exonerated, like. But then, does but, that does that not stop them from winning the award because they're not part of it because they've been accused, even though it wasn't actually something they did? Well, I guess 
you know, I guess if if someone, I know this is nowhere near equivalent, but if someone, a sports person, has been accused of cheating, like drug cheating or something, like they kind of get suspended for a bit, don't they? But you can't be accused of drug cheating. You have drug cheated. You do tests, and you get you are you are a cheater of drugs. It's just True. they say you've been accused because that is what I'm accusing you of drug cheating because I've seen your test. <laughs> yeah. It's and someone's accusing you of being handsy. Because you have been handsy, but then that's a whole different side of it. Because now yeah. it's all got to take be taken into hands, and they've because people like Casey Affleck like settled, didn't he, for something, and he won an Oscar, and it's kind of like why why are these people still being celebrated? Um, and kind that of that's wrong. I think I think, their... but on the flip side of that is you could say he settled outside of court, but you don't know how he settled. Yeah, which it implies that he was guilty of it. But there is no, there's no concrete big proof. concrete thing saying, right, Casey Affleck was guilty, therefore he shouldn't win this award. If they had said, if they caught Casey carried on and they said he was guilty, then yeah, take it away from him. I would probably say people who are accused should probably have it taken away from them because I can't imagine... But does that yeah. take away from the... This is the thing, because obviously... Yeah. Obviously, it is completely wrong what these people, what these people are doing or alleged to have done. But in a way, for the sake of uh, you know the um, sanctity of film, I suppose you kind of have to separate the performance from the per the per the person's personal life. Yeah. I that do understand that. But then the whole point of awards is that these people are being celebrated for their performance, True. and people look up to these people. And if you're True. giving Academy Awards or Golden Globes True. to people who who have committed these crimes or these acts, mm, then yeah. it's kind of like saying it's okay. Mm, um, yeah. And I I think that's wrong. Well, I think they've openly... I think, like, as the awards have gone, I think they have openly said that they will not have any of this, like, allowed in their their world of acting. Like, it's a big no-no. Because they, they were going to give Kevin Spacey an award for, I think, his service to the industry, and then they just were like, well, no, we're not going to give it to him yeah. anymore. And... Was nominated for several things, and they were like, "Well, he's not nominated anymore." Yeah. So, I think once you got the, hmm, it's difficult because, like, how do you get evidence of this stuff, really? Yeah, it's unless, it, unless it's, like it one the, it's one of the hardest things to prove. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's just it's a tricky subject. It's a shame it? that all that, and even ah, oh, do you know what? I actually watched a um, I watched a uh, a little snippet of a um. DV, have you ever watched the Breakfast Club before? The, yeah, uh, interview. So I watched a little snippet of that, and it was not um, the film. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Not the film. Uh, it's like an interview, a uh, radio show interview sort of thing. Oh, okay. Oh, so, right. um, but it's on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. But um, so there was a comedian there called um, D.L. Hughley and he was just talking about uh, Bill Cosby. Him and Bill Cosby um, didn't get on, basically, mm-hmm. because um, D.L. Hughley was on a thing called um, Def Jam, which was just like a little thing for like amateur comedians to come on and do little skits and stuff. And it got, it got, got quite popular, but Bill Cosby just didn't uh, like it because he thought he like degraded black people because they used like the n-word and all stuff like that so like there was um an in uh he had an interview with this back in like mid 90s i think there was an interview an interview with dear hoogie and bill cosby and basically bill cosby was being a dick to um to dear hoogie when he was trying to answer questions and stuff and basically bill cosby was like i don't like any of the stuff you do i don't think it's right blah blah blah, blah. and <laughs> dear hoogie said said back to him well, I don't think it's right that you um, basically that you you drug up women and and rape them, basic basically. Oh wow! This is what happened in 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 the interview. But then afterwards, 
the, when the people um, came up to it, the producers of the sh- of the interview cartoon was like, "Yeah, we're not airing that," and he was like, "And he was like, cover up." Yeah, so he was, like, oh, he was like, "Oh, why not?" And he was basically like, "Yeah, if you air it, then your your career's finished." And he was like, and "He was like, oh, I guess nothing I can do then." So people have like people known about these things for like they've been going on hundred percent for hundred percent. And it's just been it's good. It's true. It's good now. That obviously, it's all coming out but that's now. That's the thing. Like, but the, the thing why, why actresses have stayed silent until. I think was it Rose McGowan that maybe kicked it all off or whoever yeah. incited this whole Me Too movement. Yeah. Because people like threatening their careers and mm. everything and, and it's yeah, it's not right. But now hopefully like Could you imagine the amount of actresses and actors that have had been like because of this that have just turned down roles because they just they just yeah. couldn't do it or like but, it's but, it's a bit it's crazy, isn't it? Really? So I went to the cinema yesterday and there was actually uh, an advert for the Me Too campaign and oh, really? there was a lot of famous actors and actresses in it saying, you know, this is not right and giving statistics. And they said that one in, and I assume this is for the UK, one in three females' first sexual encounters is rape. Raw! Which is fucking... What, actresses or, or no, no, no. women? Just women. One what? in three? Yeah. That's mental. I mean, I mean, I don't know whether what? that's, like, intercourse or whether that's, like... Th- that any, what? Does that count, like, oral or... That kind can't of, be right. I, mean, I, I was like, I literally, I was like, Fuck! I was like, nah, nah. What? I mean, that's mad. I assume that they they wouldn't put the, that sort of statistic out if it wasn't that's correct. That's crazy. I mean, maybe I'm looking that up after. Maybe what? it's like non-consensual, as in like it could be. When they say, I don't know. They, did they use the word rape or sexual I'm pretty assault? Pretty sure they. Oh God, I don't know now. Because sexual assault could be like, as in, like, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this is right either, but someone like grabbing someone's bum in a club kind of thing. No, but they said like first sexual encounter, so mm. I mean that. Could oh, be, so that could also be that, that. could be like f- first up to full base. Do you know what I mean? Really, that's mental. But yeah, and you just think oh like, my God, if I have a daughter, she's not going out. But that's the thing, like you think like the amount of people you know or how many siblings that you know, and you just think that that's a horrendous statistic, and and that's something which. I guess as uh, I guess me. as as males we Can't are completely oblivious to that yeah. because we never, well, a lot of men don't Hashtag ever ha- don't ever feel like as vulnerable as women do when it mm. comes to things like that, and I guess we don't understand the the potential power that we no. may have over women by, you know, maybe just, just our male. gender, just our just yeah. Mm. So that's mad. It's a horrifying statistic. Like if you go, I and, can't I th- it, it was it was not before the PG films I saw, but before Insidious. So if you watch a higher rated film, it might mm. might say that. Wow. Um, but yes, yeah, a horrible. Um, but Crazy. we'll just kind of round up the main categories from the Golden Globes. The best performance by an actress in a supporting role uh, was Alison Janney for I Tonya. Um, Mary J Blige was nominated for Mudbound. Mm. Hong Chow for Downsizing. <gasps> The other nominees were Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen any of those apart from Mudbound. And I, I wouldn't say Mary J. Blige's performance was no, I mean, exceptional. Mm. I didn't know she was an actress. She knew she was a musician. Uh, best performance for an actor in a supporting role. Sam Rockwell won it for Three Billboards. Yeah, fair play. Uh, he Willem, played pretty well, actually, in that. Willem Dafoe was nominated for The Florida Project. I'd give it to Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water and Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Uh, Best Director was won by Guillermo del Toro and um, 
for The Shape of Water. This is the one where um, Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman yeah. said the all-male list, yeah. which is a very good point. Hello, Shade. Um, what, for every category? No, no for the director, director, they're all men. Uh, what female directors put a film through? Well, Patty, Patty Jenkins, Jenkins for Wonder Woman. Okay. The well. director of Lady Bird is female. Okay. Uh, and considering that one, two awards, like she wasn't even nominated. Um, Fair play. But the then other... the flip side, like... <laughs> I mean, it's it's proportional representation in a sense, isn't it? Yeah. As in, like, there are far more male directors than yeah, female. Yeah, and you directors. don't want to just give put a female director in that bracket just because no. she's female. You want them to have had an exceptional film to then be put in True, it. True, but then maybe women don't get the chance to chance, direct yeah. the level um, of films. I think there's so many sides to this. There and, are. I, and I think that I think sometimes there's better ways of putting it out there. Because like, when you guys told me about the Natalie Portman thing, it kind of seemed like she was just... Rather than having a, I don't know if it was a big blurb that she wrote about it or she. Uh, she just kind of it was. A, she said, and the all no, all male nominees. Are. What when she was saying it out loud? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think that's. But it's just it's just highlighting because I probably wouldn't have even noticed to be honest. You know. Yeah. Uh, fair play. But the other nominees were Martin Madonna for. Free so would it made it? Would it have made it better if they put the women directors in there and then the women didn't win it? Well, because at least they're getting recognition. Yeah. Suppose, but... uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Ridley Scott for all the money in the world and Steven Spielberg for The Post. I'm surprised Jordan Peele didn't get a nomination for uh, yeah. for Get Out. Yeah, yeah. What's that for? Like, what was the best out. director? Because yeah. I mean, all the money in the world. We'll discuss it a bit more later. Not great. Dunkirk was was good, but you know, like I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I'm not sure. <sighs> Best screenplay was won by Martin McDonough for Three Billboards. Uh, other nominations Three were... Billboards to smash this, man. I don't know. Well, other nominations were The Post, Molly's Game, which was a fantastic script, in my opinion, uh, Shape of Water and Lady Bird. Uh, best animated picture was won by Coco. Uh, other nominations were The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Ferdinand and Loving Vincent. Um, Loving Vincent? Yeah. What about the artist? Vincent van Gogh, yeah. Uh, and then I guess the, there's television categories as well. Best television series drama was won by The Handmaid's Tale. Probably that's really good. Mm. Other nominations were The Crown, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, and This Is Us. Wow. Best television series musical comedy was won by The Marvelous Mrs. Mycel. Uh, other other nominations were Blackish, Ooh. Master of None, Smilf. And Will and Grace. Oh, fuck off. Will and Grace are back. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> my mum used to love that show. Yeah, man, well, I used to watch it with my nan and granddad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, best TV limited series or motion picture made for television was won by Big Little Lies. Other nominations were Fargo, Feud, Betty and Joan, uh, The Sinner, and Top of the Lake, China Girl. Fargo? As what, Fargo seen season two? Uh, there's so there's a few series. As someone yeah. who's seen The Sinner, do you think that maybe should have won? Or... Uh, as best limited series, I don't know. Oh, I is it only going to be one season then? I think so. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. Hold on, did I you I say mean, Fargo? Seen... Fargo was in the limited series category. Limited series, yeah. So what's considered around... limited series then? Well, they're anthologies, aren't they? So I guess it's like, they... do they Wait, relate still... to one another? Fargo, Fargo season one and season two. <laughs> well, this was probably just series two or whichever one. But was most then recent. that's not a limited series, is it? I don't know. I don't know. How oh, if it's an anthology, is it an anthology? It's just a different. I think it's a different person's point of view of the of the um the what happened in mm. Fargo. Okay, fair enough. I, I I wouldn't know. I only watched season one, so. 
Oh, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying if it no, but what I'm saying is if there's a season one and season two, that implies it's an ongoing series, regardless of its anthological. Oh, yeah, but I guess like American Horror Stories had seven series. They're all based on different. They've all got different. Plots yeah, but and... they've all got the same characters and they're all intertwined in some way, shape, Even, or form. Um, Thingy Majiggy, what's it called? Uh, OJ Simpson thing. That's all going to be part of like one series, but however, OJ Simpson yeah. is its own thing, and the next one they bring it will be its own thing. Yeah, because that feud Betty and Jones by the same people. Yeah, but American Horror Story, I suppose. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, but Nicole Kidman won Best Actress for Big Little Lies. Uh, other nominations were Jessica Biel for The Sinner, Jessica Lange for Feud, Susan Sarandon for Feud, and Reese Witherspoon for Big Little Lies. Best Actor was won by Ewan McGregor for Fargo. Robert De Niro was nominated for The Wizard of Lies, no. Jude Law for The Young Pope, Carl McLaughlin for Twin Peaks, and Jeffrey Rush for Genius. Uh, <clears throat> best performance by an actress in a drama was won by Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. Uh, other nominations were Katerina Balfe for Outlander, Claire Foy for The Crown, Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Deuce, and Catherine Langford for 13 Reasons Why. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I thought she was brilliant as... Yeah, um, was Hannah. Hannah. Hannah Baker. Season two's coming out soon. Yeah. Best performance by an actor in a drama was won by Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Other nominations were Jason Bateman for Ozark, Freddie Highmore for The Good Doctor, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Liv Shriver for Ray Donovan. Uh, so I guess that's that's probably the key yeah. the key ones we could talk for fucking ages about all that. Um, but they're kind of seen as a precursor to the Oscars. Uh, so it'll be interesting in March what actually is nominated and wins for the Oscars. I hope that by the time the Oscars come around, I've actually seen some of these films that they're talking about. Because yeah. there's loads on that. It's like, obviously, I haven't even come out in the UK yet. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, and I don't know if it's because of the the whole scandal that's hit Hollywood, or maybe it's just the quality of the films, but I don't feel like there's as much hype for the Oscars no. this year as there was as last year. No, they're just yeah. not as good as... Well, they yeah, don't look, reading that list, I'm like, oh, they okay. <laughs> shit. They don't look as good as they did last year. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. Hopefully more, more of the Oscar noms will come out soon. Mm. Um, Post is coming out next week. Got three billboards out now. Shape of Water comes out Valentine's Day. So I guess by the time March comes around, we would have seen. Do you think, just I'm literally, this just popped in my head, in comparison, there's, there's less um, films with ethnic minorities this like that of, of Oscar praise this year than there was last year. Because last year you had like, well... There was Moonlight, Fences, and Hidden Figures. And this year, yeah. like, is there any? Uh, the, this Roman J. Israel. Is, is, did, is, is Detroit on it? Get out, yeah. No, Detroit well, oh, doesn't seem to be nominated for any Golden Globes. Uh, that might be nominated for... What's Oscars, that but... mountain between us? I don't know. I mean, that did your silver in, but... never going to get nominated <laughs> for an Oscar, no. I mean, I wonder if, like... Is Black Panther going to be good enough to... Would it even be nominated? Because is it even in the spectrum of like yeah, time true, to true. do it? Um, but let's let's throw back to last week on the pod and last year. Um, so we're talking. We kind of rushed through the best films of last year. We spent a lot of time talking about the worst. And I know it's easier to talk about why films are bad than why they're good. But what are the the standout ones ones last year? I mean, talking about kind of ethnic minority films like I remember saying like Girls Trip I really enjoyed that, yeah, that like good. it was just like a surprising Girls Trip I need to watch that it was just surprising comedy like it was really like gross out kind of mm. comedy that you you don't expect kind of from from females like females in film 
like because we normally see that sort of thing like the hangover or, or those sorts of films um but i mean tiffany haddish mm. really good performance um good performances all around and i mean it was there were kind of cheesy points within the film but I thought the laughs were consistent. Uh, like when they get the orange and, and the banana, and she's like showing them how to like suck a good dick. And <laughs> he's just laughing. Like, I remember my cheeks are hurting from laughing. It so was like, like so, so it was literally like, just not I, just things that I just didn't expect to see. And I was like, fucking hell. Right. Like the, that bit that you're talking about, the bit with um, when she just starts pissing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The bit where the geezer runs out with the fucking grapefruit on his knob, yeah. and it's like, oh my god, like you just don't expect it. It's just, it was so funny. Like probably one, probably might be the funniest film I've seen this year. Yeah, I don't really watch that many. That I don't know comedies. if there were that many good comedies yeah. last year. Jumanji was pretty decent. Yeah, Jumanji. I, I gave me a few laughs, but yeah, I reckon. I, do you know what? Yeah, I reckon the by far actually that's probably the funniest film I watched this year. That's yeah. come out anyway. But I did realize that like, remembering back from what I was saying, my best five films were like. Most, I think, all of them are in the last six months of the year because, like, the they were just the, the freshest. Fre- yeah, they're the freshest. Like, obviously, I really enjoyed Logan and like other films. That I remember actually when we first. I want to call you out here for tweaking. When we when we first watched uh, Logan back in January, you said you didn't think it was that great, and you said that the, that what's the face X twenty three in the movie. We might she, that might a, that might have been said off pod. I'm not sure, but I remember you saying you didn't think it was. She's all, annoying. It was that great. Yeah, you changed your mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting caught up in all the hype of it. Mm. Was it but, not? Was did you find it frustrating that she wasn't speaking like maybe English and or was it anything not to do with that? Was so dumb. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. was it all the other kids meant to be Mexican as well, and they were all speaking perfectly good English? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I remember thinking that, but I don't think they were all. English. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it. I think maybe I thought it was a bit overhyped. Mm. Um, but I mean, compared to the other kind of Wolverine solo films, it's. Yeah. It's the best one, and like th- at the end, you know, it's it's a touching finale. Yeah. But mm. I don't. I mean, I, I obviously didn't put it in my top five for a yeah. reason. I didn't put Wonder Woman in there, but I watched it fairly recently because I got it on DVD. Um, that's pretty good. It's probably not as good as I first mentioned it to be, and then afterwards changed my mind. Maybe called me out on it. That's <laughs> classic hopes. <laughs> calling Stop people tweaking, that. mate. That's what I'm saying. That's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> I've got to go through all these podcasts and find if you call you out. <laughs> yeah, you're probably finding loads. To be yeah. You're finding loads. Um, but yeah, it's a good film. It's probably not as good as I first remember watching it being, but um, again, yeah. that's one which was just caught up in hype. Like I, I didn't. You didn't enjoy think it was great. Did didn't you? think it was that great. I thought, I thought it was good. Pretty, I thought it was decent. I just thought there was parts of it where <laughs> it was just like. Uh, really? Okay. I think you could have kept it like a really like steady pace film, like continuous the same way. It didn't need that big, massive god. No, I think the third act, yeah, yeah third act let it down. Yeah, terrible. I, think. I do want to rewatch Logan because you can borrow it if you want, mate. Yeah, I've still got your Batman versus Superman. I haven't watched. Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> can't bring myself to watch it. To be <laughs> fair. Um, yeah. So, what other films did we enjoy? I really loved Thor Ragnarok. Like, I think part of the reason why I liked it so much was because. I just the, the first two Thor films, I I just hate them. Like they're awful films. I think they're quite. I think the first one. I, there's nothing wrong with the first one in my eyes, besides the fact that maybe the villain wasn't too great. Um, but besides that, I think it was a fairly decent film. Admittedly, the second one, I, the second I God knows dire. what I said in my in the thing, but I did. I think I watched the second one or part of the second one recently. I did I did watch it and I thought mm, maybe it's not as good as I remember it and I'll tell you what for geographical 
sense. Like, Jesus Christ, they could have got the tube line right, couldn't they? Oh, uh, my God. All the things they could have got wrong, the tube line. Yeah, that's a really wrong. easy thing to get wrong. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you, you, all you have to do is look at a map. Americans won't get it, though. It's kind of, I like... Go and ask anyone in England, how do you get somewhere? And they will tell you. Yeah, uh... Outside of London. Or, people... do you know what you do? You get a tube map on your phone, Just type in the destination, and it will tell you how to get there. Yeah, um, yeah that was a bit... That was a bit silly. Um, but I just think, like, compared to the, the first two Thor films, and, and the first Thor film is, is not awful, but I didn't really enjoy it. But this one was was hilarious. Like, I think... It was, it was miles above the rest, wasn't the, it? The way that they problem. kind of changed Thor's... Like, they, they kind of suited Chris Hemsworth as an actor more. Like, his, his natural comedic ability... Um, like, like Loki, the playfulness with Loki and and Hulk, where they were developed Hulk as like a more sentient, like able to communicate. Yeah. Um, introducing characters like Valkyrie, mm. Korg. The only thing I didn't like is his eye coming out. I didn't mind it. It's just so fucking necessary. Why? I think it's supposed to be. Why so? I think it's supposed to be in a march to his dad. I think it's a shit. Quite a few people probably. Nah, bollocks! Don't <laughs> believe it. Get out of here. I mean, they could have given hella more to do but you know. it was more of a story redemption st- or, or uh, finding yourself story about four but yeah I do see it's a point like, they kind of they, co- they kind of like brushed over the fact that Hella was this all powerful thing and that like I love I love the film don't get me wrong and I think I said this before it was pretty ridiculous how the dad gave them little to no information as to how to stop Hella yeah um Maybe he didn't know how. Well, but he, he'd suppressed her for all these years, so they could, he could have at least told him how to do that. Although, again, it wouldn't have made for a very good story if they could suppress Hella, so mm. Mm, yeah. it's a toss-up. And do you know what I found out, actually? That um, you know how easy it was for Doctor Strange to like mess with Loki and like send him... Apparently, Loki is by far stronger than... Um, or by far more capable of using that kind of magic, the, like um, illusions and stuff, than Doctor Strange. Mm. And... In the comics, Doctor Strange has actually praised Loki for how strong and good he is at it. So it, like, as a comic book, like realism, I feel they got that a bit wrong. As funny as it was, yeah, that bit was just for comedic effect. I just didn't. It wasn't necessary. I think they're trying to make Doctor Strange. The the thing is, they try to make him serious but funny. They try and make him funny with his magic. They try and make him like Tony Stark. Yeah, it's not yeah. working. They, you've got to make a different character for these people. Cumberbatch isn't as. Charismatic as as Downey Jr. Stuck up. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean like? I agree. That's definitely where it comes across. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's just like, and he's kind of. I don't know if it's. I feel. Although he's probably got quite a long face that you kind of picture Doctor Strange have, like as an actor to, to visually have that. I feel you kind of get the persona of Sherlock from it, and I don't like that, and I. And I feel they should have just chose a less known character, maybe. Maybe not so... One that was in the media so heavily at the time when they recruited him. I feel they do this a lot. I feel they just try and pump loads of actors in. And I know it's like... You say sometimes that because an actor's in a film, you're going to be like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say it's sick anyway, kind of thing. And same. I'm sure we do it as... I do it. I do it. I know if I see a film with... Who's my favourite actor? I don't know. But anyway, I'm sure I see films and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be sick because that person's in it. And I openly go and see it because of that person. I just I don't think it's necessary for these films and I feel like I still do it because, I mean, like, loads of people still would have seen Iron Man had it not been for Robert Downey Jr. That kind of resurrected his career in a sense, yeah. didn't it? But, but I'm sure people were still seeing it. But 
Like Doctor Strange, people people are seeing it because it's a Marvel film, not because it's Doctor Strange. Mm. Some people probably are, don't get me wrong. There's comic nerds out there that probably are. But the fact of the matter is it's a Marvel film and people are seeing it because it's a Marvel film. They did not need such a high-profile character playing the role. I just I don't believe they needed it, but maybe I'm wrong. With your point towards um, Robert Downey Jr., obviously people might not have seen the film because he was in it, but... Oh, him, he definitely made the character. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, 100%, exactly, 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. So him being in it, it might have thought, oh, okay, now I'm into these films. Yeah, he, he 100%, he 100% so, started the Marvel, because yeah. Hulk was the so first they might, film, they might, and yeah. <laughs> that was shocking. So they might have thought that the... They might have thought that um, Benedict Cumberbatch would do the same thing for his... Yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe, what, I don't know. Just out of curiosity, when's Black Panther out? February 12th, I think. Better start watching my three films a month. A week. You said you were going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and Why? do it. Because I, I want to just have it all fresh in my mind. Fair enough. We did the Marvel special. I know, it's, oh, no, just it's before, watch Civil it's, War. It's before the Avengers, isn't it? <laughs> just watch Civil War. Black Panther, it'll be before the Avengers. But then technically I'd want to watch them all before Black Panther. So then the next film I see after that is Avengers. Yeah. What were your other favourite films then? So personally, I would have said... Uh, just going to throw two out there, just for discussion. Uh, Baby Driver and Fences. Were Fences? Fences. I, honestly, I didn't expect myself to like it as much as I did. Um... It wasn't, it's just, it's so, it's not basic, but it's like, there wasn't a, look, it was in a house. Very it was pretty much. It's like a play. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I actually do quite like plays. I do actually like them. So maybe that's why I like it. But I just thought all the, um, like the, the, the thing that I'd loved is the whole fact about him building the fence around the house and it was called fences. I thought was just, I thought that was wicked. And I, I just metaphor thought, that yeah, and I and I and oh, I've forgotten her name, but she was Fire fantastic. Yeah, she was fantastic in it, and um, I, I'm you know I'm not good with any of these names, but like I thought all the actors and actresses in it were amazing. I thought they portrayed so many they they put across so many different feels about different like oh, I don't know how to put it like different things that happened in it was so like um. Sh- strong topics and they they hit the nail on the head like every single time and it was such a good riveting film like riveting the right word I don't know yeah. I just it was quality I honestly I, I know we talked about it in the Oscars special but it was just it was sick and it stuck with me so that's what I well, made yeah, me think yeah considering it came out in like January yeah, or February like. so that's what makes me think yeah that's that's a film I really liked and I think that should deserve a top 5 spot so cool. that's why it's in there for me was it in your top five? It was number two. Um, I, there were just like certain, like Chris said, there were certain things about the film that I just thought were quite like, I don't know, like that I understood, that I just like understood from a, like a, like a parenting, parenting point of view. Because yeah. I feel like certain aspects of um, Troy. Yeah. Troy's character was kind of similar to the way my dad tries to parent. And is that a cultural, I think, kind of ethnic, I, I think so. Thing. I think so. Yeah. So like the fit, so like, something for example like um, uh, what was the son's name? I can't remember what son's name was, but he wanted to go to college and uh, play football or baseball. Baseball. Baseball, and his dad was his dad who was like a failed baseball star um, was basically like nah you need to get yourself a job you need to go to um, college uh, study don't forget about baseball it's a pipe dream da 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 and that's a, something similar that I could understand because like. 
in I think traditionally in African households or uh, maybe just black households. I don't. I can only speak on African households. The focus is more on like read your books, face your books, forget about uh, sports because it's like, it's too risky. If yeah. you have, if you, if you, it's a big dream, and if you <laughs> fail, you're gonna fall really exactly. hard. Whereas yeah. if you do, if you uh, face your books, go to university, get your degree. You've always got, you've always got that your education to fall back on. Yeah. And I feel like that's quite a. I feel like, I feel like black parents are more encouraging towards, um, like studies and like uh, what's what's the word, uh, like maybe professions rather than academia, things, yeah. academia rather than like creative creative things so if I said to, if I was like when I was 16 I said to my dad oh yeah dad I don't want to go uni I want to go I want to um, learn how to play a guitar and uh, start a band like he would have <laughs> 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 like that the conversation would have ended there and he would just be like nah nah you're going uni is that know? maybe like <laughs> is it like a, your first generation right your yeah. parents were from Nigeria yeah so is that maybe because like that the access to education that you have here and within America is much better than they had and so they want you to kind of make as much yeah. use of it as I think flourish from it don't they exactly they want you yeah to... there's a thing of like bettering yourself than they bettering them exactly you are like is there's a thing of you want your children to succeed and you want them to do better than how you're doing Genuine. or how you've done but at the same time you don't want them to make the mistakes that you've done but then you have to realize at the same time, like making mistakes is part of be- part of life. Yeah, yeah. You, have to, you have to let your children make their own mistakes, and then they can learn from their mistakes. But it's the same with Troy. He was kind of like trying to protect his son from potential failure, yeah. rather than letting his son fail and then build himself back up again, which is kind of how you like try and get to survive through life, sort of thing. But yeah, it's just little undertones like that, which I think were like were just so like interesting in the film, and things little things that are related to even like um, <coughs> Troy um, being this character who like. Who kind of like seemed? Oh, sorry, who just seemed like larger than life and like, um, very like confident and like, yeah, I'm the man of this house. I'm gonna do da da. And then you get his his oldest son coming in and say, and like, obviously he was asking for money, um, and uh, Troy was giving like a whole long lecture, and he was like, like, obviously you could lecture me, but like, you weren't there when I was growing up, so you can't, you don't have any choice in being the sort in uh, uh, you don't have any say in the sort of man that I yeah that I want to be. So it kind of says like this guy who's like giving all these instructions and uh, showing all this power, who's actually quite flawed. Oh, he's very flawed because yeah. he has a he has child, an affair, yeah, yeah, yeah. illegitimate child, child. Exactly. exactly. Child. This guy, Viola Davis's character, looks after the yeah. child and yeah, it was a very human story. Which yeah, was... it it just it, it there were so many aspects of it and it hit home about so many different uh, topical subjects like within life really like mm. affairs, commitment. Uh, careers uh, racism like uh, inequality of like it's just it was it was wicked like it was an amazing depiction of all these different topics and i think i think like i'm surprised i don't know how many awards they won but i'm Viola sure davis got best act well if she didn't uh, if she didn't uh, that's it's fixed i'm sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, scene where she just goes absolutely yeah, mad was like her smock could have won an Oscar honestly. yeah but no it's just a great film and also again I always say it but a special shout out to the guy who played Gabe because he was yeah. absolutely he was, yeah. fantastic and he should have got an Oscar, won an Oscar he should have won something yeah. I don't think he won anything like he yeah. was so good same guy played Bubba in um, Forrest Gump is it? yeah I, mean, I think you said this before actually and 
Are there are films I on... I said Baby Driver as well. Baby Driver, yes. Baby I mean, Driver, yeah, that was, was probably my favourite film mm. of the year. I just love the... I mean, I, I love Edgar Wright films. And I, I like Taika Waititi films, which is why Thor Ragnarok appealed to me so much. Yeah. But like, just the way that Edgar Wright kind of choreographs all the steps, all the beats, the music, mm. um, kind of the choice of music that he has is like not stuff that I necessarily have listened to before, but it just works really well. Like mm. the old school vibe of it. Um, all the kind of ancillary characters they had in it, um, like John Burnfall, Kevin Spacey, um, <laughs> and uh, John Hamm and Jamie Fox. Fox. Like, yeah. Who's the lady? Uh... I don't know her name. Um, but she was in it. Yeah. She was in it. No, she was good. Like the John Hamm's and her relationship was good. Um, so was the um, the was it deaf guy who was looking after? Yeah. Uh, he was looking after. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that, that was those elements of like humanity to that which I really liked. Um, the she, she was in um, the Darkest Hour, wasn't she? The girl who played his girlfriend, no? Lily James. Yeah. yeah. She's a typist. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also, <laughs> do you know what I realised today? And you probably already realised this, but the woman who plays one of the policewomen in this uh, the end of the fucking world is the lady who plays Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw her and I was thinking like. Who I was actually looking at, I was like, who the hell are you? And I had to go, I couldn't think of it, I had to go, and then I was like, oh my god, thank god, it's the And actually, it was driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and then, like, like, there was some like, really laugh out loud moments. Like, don't they have the, they put the uh, Michael Myers masks on, but they put Austin Powers on instead of the Halloween mask because they're both called Michael Myers and just things like that. It was hilarious. But why was it on your list? I mean, you said you had it on your best quality and most entertaining. Yeah. So, what? What was it about it that crossed those, transcended um, those vibes? I think the same thing as you. I felt it was really, like, I just thought, like, I don't know. The, I, said, I said, like, I think I said last week that I thought it was quite original. But, again, I don't think it is that original. I don't know. I just think the approach was kind of different. Yeah. Kind of, like, how he was, like, um, yeah, we never use the same team for a job. And, obviously, Baby had the thing with his, with his ears, like, not working or things like that. And, like... Um, the way him and um, Deborah like kind of like got together, it felt very like that felt quite retro. That sort of you know, yeah, like love at first sight, you know, that sort of thing, like meeting in a diner and all that stuff. Very like eighties, nineties sort of thing, and like the soundtrack was great. Um, I thought Anz Elgott did a, like even though I th- he actually didn't have loads to do. I don't think in terms of like you know like range, I thought everything that he did, he he did really well. Yeah, and obviously you get. Um, the bit uh, where he just decides to go kill Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's on the run. Like that whole sequence from there when he's on the run till when he gets captured by the police was just brilliant. Like it was so enthralling. Like, and obviously, uh, what's his face? Uh, John Hamm is uh, after him because uh, his girlfriend died. Like that whole bit was just so, so exhilarating. Yeah. John Hamm is actually like well good at acting. Like I saw the other day, I watched the uh, Christmas special with Black Mirror again, and he was actually sick in that as well. Mm. Like, he's actually such a wicked actor. But mm. it's one of those yeah. films that just like kept me engaged throughout. Like there's, I feel like there's very few films where uh, when I feel when I sense we're getting to the end, I'm like, oh man, like it's about to end yeah. something. That was one of those films. I was like, oh shit, when we're, we're almost at the end. Um, the ending could have been a bit better, I think. Mm. That's the only. That's the only downside. That, that needed. That needed explanation. That ended needed ex- an explanation to yeah. it. Like we needed to know yeah. was that really it? But then I suppose they. I think they did that to leave up to interpretation, yeah. which yeah. I suppose is a good thing as well. 
but you know me being the mind of animal, I kind of like conclusive endings. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was just great. I think from start to from start to finish, it was just such a good film. Yeah. And and again, it was helped by the fact that it was a screen on scene. So obviously, yeah. when you watch those, you're not expecting like a yeah, like not even, you're not expecting yeah. like a blockbuster, but it kind of was a blockbuster. That's so. the kind of same with um. So like, I think for me, like, not it wouldn't be in my top five, but I think an honourable mention for a good film of that year would be Minehorn. Um, yeah. Purely because. I didn't expect it to be a good film. Yeah. It was one of my first screen unseen. That was my first one. It actually it probably hilarious. was my yeah, and it was, like, it was hilarious. Yeah, and it was like so a hilarious bad. British comedy and it, like regardless if you thought found it dumb or you found the humour actually really good, it was just like it got everyone laughing and it yeah. was like a film where we were like, Right, didn't ever expect that to be good, but you know what? It was pretty yeah. good. Mm. But yeah. I agree with everything Obi said about Baby Driver and you. So Any other films that you want to mention on Moonlight? Moonlight. I really enjoyed Moonlight. Moonlight is another film at the again where the ending kind of like made it go down in its estimation for me because I like to see like happy endings and obviously the ending of that film is just him revealing to uh is what's the boy's name? I can't remember the boy's name, but he revealed to Kevin, I'm pretty sure that guy's named Kevin, that um he's gay and he's never had sex with anyone else, da 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 da, da. and then they just like hug or they embrace and the film just ends and I'm like, oh, like that's just so it was so inconclusive. That's the only thing I had against that film. But in terms of everything building up to that, I just thought it was just really well acted. All three actors who played what was the oh, it's really annoying, I don't know the kid's name. Whoever the kid's name is, um, were so good and like they were all like you could tell obviously like that the characters were developing as the different periods of his time went on, but they still had kind of like loads of the same traits. Yeah. So I think those those three actors did really well playing that same um that same young man. And like the actors were so good in it, and but the only thing also that I didn't like was that um, what's his face got nominated for a thingy on the back off the back of it. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali got nominated off for an Oscar off the back of that being in the film for fifteen minutes. I know. He was decent in it. Don't get me wrong, but you know it wasn't amazing. So and um, Chiron, no good name Chiron. Sorry. So yeah, Chir- um and like it was just interesting seeing like because you don't get many. Obviously, you do get um, some. Uh, LGBT films, but they don't get much spotlight, especially not um, ethnic minority LGBT no. films. So it was it was so interesting, like seeing um, uh, what this kid had to go through, and obviously it's based on the, the the life of the director as well. So it kind of oh, like this well part of this actually happened. So, yeah, you know, it was always it's just like it's quite eye opening because I'm not gonna lie, I, before Moonlight, I don't think I'd ever watched like a film like about that sort of you know coming out and or well or not coming out as, as it would be that sort of you know thing not really yeah. i don't think so but even like and obviously like watching films like that maybe think watch a film like the past which is also about it's about gay football coming out and stuff like that so you know it kind of opened my eyes to like kind of sort of like what these people go through whilst they're trying to deal with who they are and uh trying to express that to other people without at the same time wanting to feel normal but then obviously they don't feel normal because then that, that might cause issues like acting out and you know he hits the guy over the he hits the guy with the chair and gets mm. it gets it uh, expelled and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a good film, man. It's like such a, a solid drama. And it was like even like oh, there's one bit I, was, I felt so sad for him. I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it was. No, it's gone. But the film but the film was great. And um, Naomi Harris did, Na- Naomi Harris did a really good job of playing Crackhead. Yeah. The mother and yeah. yeah. Uh, any of the other three films that we've announced have any of those been in your top three or five? Fences, Baby Driver, or Moonlight. Baby Driver was yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I really enjoyed Moonlight. And I saw, the, my other ones, I think, were Wolf of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's on mine. Which we discussed yeah. a bit last week. We'll just talk about that. Might as well talk about that. That I mean, I mean, just as like a the the concluding part to a trilogy was strong. It like paid respect to the previous two films. Continued the quality of the previous two films. Paid respect if, to if, Caesar. Yeah, I mean the fact that it shifted focus. Caesar was now the kind of proper main focus of this film. Like there were many human characters that you had the chance to kind of get to know. Like Rudy Harrelson's character was kind of. Uh, you know, uh, surplus, not not super superfluous, but like, he's a very minor character. The main focus was definitely Caesar. You kind of see his point of view, and the fact that you kind of empathise with this computer generated ape. Mm. Yeah, you're like it's pretty good. You know, it, it takes a lot because crafted the storytelling, and the visual effects are incredible. It it does make you think like. No, they have such good quality in these Planet of the Apes. I think we probably did speak about it last week. One of you probably said it. How does how is Avatar not out? <coughs> I know. It's a fair point. But I don't even want to see Avatar films over yeah. Um But yeah, no. Um, Planet of the Apes just like it's weird because obviously like you're watching like these apes on screen in in a world that's you know still filled with people. This is like across all three films in a world that's still filled with people, but you feel more for these for the for the apes or. Uh, than you do for the yeah. humans majority of the time um, and I think that is in part down to uh, the um, the CGI as well because the CGI was rubbish you'd be like, oh. like yeah. I, don't, I don't think the uh, the empathy would be as strong if yeah. you didn't believe that what that what you're seeing on screen is actually happening like these apes are actually talking yeah if that makes sense so I mean, shout out to the VX team yeah I mean uh, you could just think like wow they trained these gorillas to do this acting but like, <laughs> you know it was that that realistic and mm. incredible um, can't read too much about it though, can you? That's the that's probably these kind of films like the animation kind of ones. It's yeah, a bit limited on what we can mm. really. Well, you could you felt you felt an almost human empathy towards Caesar. Well, yeah. you did, yeah, definitely, because of his family orientation and definitely. you, Woody Harrelson. You just you couldn't feel empathy for him because you didn't really know where his direction was coming from. Really, like he was just an an angry man who didn't want the apes to take over, which is. What I think a lot of humans, if something like that happened, would probably feel. Mm-hmm. However, when you see his agenda isn't quite what the human race has planned, it's yeah kind of takes away from it. But it does. I tell you what, it, it, that film did motivate me to want to go and watch the old films again, because the old old films, all of them, even the Mark Wahlberg one. Like I want to watch more because I want to see, like if they could. Like you said, it, you spoke to me about it, but like. You know this can go in another direction if they really wanted it to, mm. whether they do that. Well, do you remember at the end of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, there's that pod that gets sent off to Mars because the, you know, they know the population's declining. Or, I don't know if it was Mars, but they're like, in like, it wasn't really post-credits, but at the end they say, you know, simian flu has wiped out X amount of the population, but we've sent a shuttle away to... Because that links into the first, the, the very first, first film, yeah. very first film, yeah. Which oh. I think is a sick twist, and I kind of wish I didn't know that twist. Mm. Cause I, I yeah, because I knew it was before as well, and I was like, ah, oh, damn, that was so good. But yeah. Any other films before we go into TV? Uh, yes, Split. I it yeah. I think that does make my top five. To be honest, I thought um, James McAvoy quality. I mean, played seventeen different roles in one, didn't he? Really, and I think. Uh, <laughs> 
He has had he has had a he has danced with this devil before. He played like filth. Yeah, I started watching that. Not a great film. I'm not gonna lie, but he does he does dress up as a woman in that film, and yeah, he has a whole other life in that film. And I thought the uh, the actress in it, uh, don't know her name. Anya Taylor Joy. She she was really good in it. Like she. Yeah, it's just good. It's such a. It's again. I think for me, I think I've taken to liking the films which are more enclosed into a specific area rather than venturing to different places because I think it like hones in a bit more about the struggle of trying to like escape this kind of place because that's almost what they're doing in fences. It's like kind of the opposite actually. The fences. It's kind of like let's enclose us in. Let's make ourselves safe while this film is let's get out so we're safe kind of thing. So. And uh, I like the twist at the end that it's part of the trilogy of... Uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. And then the next film's meant to come out this year or next. This, I think. Glass. Which is going to be also about Mr. Glass. Yeah. And... I mean, um, I don't know if I would like to if it's just a self-contained film. Because, like, it worked really well. And then that bit, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Bruce Willis is in it. Fair enough. Yeah. They've got. I think they've got. That's got to finish it there. They don't. They don't need to make a universe of films. I think oh, that will do. No, no. But um, yeah, I think that definitely gets a shout out, and I think for me, like, because I had six written here, so I think actually Split might have been a honourable mention, but other two in there would probably be Logan and John Wick Two. Yeah, John Wick Two was really good. Um, Just solid, like stylish action film, and like when him and Common are like. <laughs> That was yeah. jokes. <laughs> that was so funny. Just like pew yeah. pewing at each other. Like, and so and when, he, when he walks away, at, like when he knows he's like he's in real big poo, yeah. and he he's like walking, and all of a sudden he's like, right, pick up the dog, let's go, yeah. kind was, of thing. That was one of the few. That's one of the few like films where they brought out a sequel, and it's arguably as strong as the first. Yeah, film. Mm. yeah. Because they kind of they kept the similarities of like the whole action sequence, but they they mixed it up because like almost like John Wick in the first film. Wanted to keep to the um the code of the assassins and this one he does want to keep to code but he knows he has to divert away mm. and I still I need to watch back to the episode because I'm sure I had a shout out that this guy is definitely gonna be John Wick's dad or something. Uh, Ian McShane's yeah, character. I reckon Ian McShane's his dad or something. Maybe, maybe. Any any of us you want to mention? No. Uh, no, I pretty much covered it all. What last about week. Logan, mate? Come on. I talked about Logan last week. <sighs> Okay, let's talk about... I can never talk enough about Logan, mate. 2017 in terms of TV. I think this can is... Can I a... quickly... Yeah. I'm just going to get this out of the way. My most disappointing... Can't give my most disappointing... Most disappointing? Yeah, go for it. Game of Thrones. 100%. Game. 100% Game That is controversial. What was it about it that was so disappointing? Was rushed. Characters were just not doing what they would normally do in like certain situations. So... Arya was just being a dickhead for like the whole series. Fucking, um, what's her face? Oh, shit, I'm fucking sp- blanking now. Um, um, Sansa? No, no, not Sansa. Daenerys? No, not Daenerys. Uh, Cersei, just like this whole threat, like you see, like she sees the fucking, what's it called, coming out to her. And then uh, on the, in the last episode, when the zombie thing uh, is about to attack her, and she sees the threat and she visibly like fuck like scared and then she like, says to Tyrion, Yeah, we're gonna support you with the what's it with the um the army of the against the army of the dead and she's like, Yeah, 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 we're not doing that. So like they're they're just gonna come and slaughter everybody and like cool, that's fine, I guess. Okay. And the whole thing was like they were going back and forth to King's Landing and then to 
fucking Winterfell in like 10 seconds in like literally two minutes of Game of Thrones time and it just felt so 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 it, like everything was just happening so quickly and I think they focused so much more on action and action stuff rather than I think building I think, the story up a bit exactly, more yeah. I think some of the best parts of Game of Thrones is the conversations that people yeah, have yeah. and they focused a lot less on that and a lot more on just like action and they're like oh yeah let's bring in dragon like let's do have the dragons do and like, and I just don't give a monkeys about the dragons. I'm not going to lie, and like even the stuff with um, Bran, like um, finding out all stuff about um, everything, basically, all while interesting, is also really rushed and really inconsistent. I think yeah. the way his powers, his powers in better comments work, very inconsistent, and they just go things so quickly. Like, everything they were talking about with um, in the last episode with um, uh, Jon Snow's origin, that literally they explained like. Well, they tried to explain like the whole thing in like thirty seconds, and I was like, "This could give it could give us a bit of like time to breathe." Yeah, I think we mentioned earlier, like earlier last year, that you know since they've gone stopped following the books, like everything's kind of got getting a bit sloppier. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, sorry, the thing is, since they've gone to the books, but like don't get me wrong, like the the scene in the Game of Thrones wasn't bad. It was just disappointing because because of what I've seen before, I expected more. Yeah, um, and. This season of Game of Thrones, especially, is what I would cast as. Like you can, you can just tell that this is this isn't written. This isn't from the book. This is written by people who do TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. There was less. I think I feel like this series. Uh, was there was less threat for the characters you love because there are points when when Jamie's like. On on this horse about to like try and stab the dragon through its mouth, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna you know they might kill Jamie." And then I was thinking, "They're not gonna kill Jamie." Yeah. Whereas in previous series, like they would you, be you off, literally like, could have killed anyone yeah. like easy. at any time, and there was there was now, that level of threat. And now, like you said, because they're TV writers, it's like, oh well, you know, someone's got they, this person. These people have to survive. Yeah. It's like when you're watching Twenty Four, you know Jack Bauer's gonna live. Exactly. Like, oh, but that's more obvious because you know it's all about Jack Bauer, so it kind of has to happen. Yeah, but that Game of Thrones has now become about certain like, people, five certain characters. Yeah, yeah. Like Jon Snow, Daenerys, uh, Tyrion, J- Jaime, Jamie, Cersei. Cersei, and Arya and Sansa. And I, and I did. I genuinely thought that like Tyrion would betray Daenerys mm. and like go back to Jamie sort of thing. But um, it's kind of gone the opposite. Jamie's kind of deferred, and he's going to go to a defected yeah. even. Well, I'll tell you what, my di- most disappointing has got... Oh. Walking Dead. Okay. I mean, we've said it time and time again. I I do agree with you 100%. It's definitely on my disappointed list mm. of uh, this year. But time and time again, I think we've spoken about how Walking Dead is saturated already. I think it is a saturated thing. Like, it's so cyclical and saturated. And I watched only two episodes of Walking Dead this season. That's how little interest I had in it. Like it did not engage me at all. And I've heard all the rumours about have you are you up to date? No, I don't think I'm gonna bother. Oh, I know that I've heard rumours that Cole, who was meant to be the front runner for the further series, has been killed off. Yeah. Um which is kind of a shock really, because um, it dev- again deviates from the comics. Um it deviates I think they've they've pretty much squished the theory of it's from Carl's point of view now. Which was quite an interesting theory. Yeah. Um. Apparently, his dad was not happy in real life. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Um, and it's just the story's just, it's just 
they should have ended this this Negan fight a long time ago. I think first few episodes that it should have been done and dusted. And I, I know people don't like fast pacedness of stuff, but to drag it out for like a season and a half, two seasons, this war on with Negan is just a bit Yeah. Really? I think it's alright if something being slow paced as long as you can see kinda of see where it's going. Whereas I haven't watched Walking Dead, but I feel like there's not really any end in sight. There's no end. <laughs> no, no. So the end game in this is that Negan has one way of treating people, which is most people wouldn't see as right, and mm. then and then Rick has one way of treating people, and you'd probably see it as more right, but it's not. It's not yeah. morally right in a society where zombies are taking over, mm. and basically they're fighting for the territory, and they both have different views on it. And Negan has a lot more people by the looks of it. And you thought Rick was on the winning path, and then it kind of sounds like he's not winning, and then you know inevitably he's gonna win. So I don't know. Unless you kill off Rick or a major character, not Carl, because in my eyes he's not a major character. Glenn was a major character. Yeah, but Glenn died in the comics. So yeah. I think for me, and obviously I don't know the comics, but what was interesting about the first few series, at least, was the kind of the way that they kind of linked it to finding a cure. Like, they went to the CDC yeah. to t- see the guy because he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, f- I can't remember what, exactly what it was about, but something to do with a cure or finding out what how this whole incident started. And then when Eugene says that, you know, he's they want to go to Washington because to, he knows there's a, gov- a secret government there or something. Like, that is the interesting part to me because it's like, okay, how are you going to overcome this? How mm. Where did it start from? But it's literally... Like you said, so cyclical. It's like they'll get to a, a place, they'll settle there, then someone will come and try and take it away from them, and then they'll move on. Yeah. And it's just like, there's there doesn't actually seem to be any development no. at all in in the world of like The Walking Dead. It's just mm. kind of the same, and it's just it's really plateaued, and mm. it's just yeah. Mm. You see different points of view, like the way people would probably decide to live, but it's just it's not necessary, and uh, I think. The problem I've got now is that do I want the ending to be that they found a cure? Probably not. Probably the best ending would be... I don't know what I'd want the best ending to be. Do I want it to be a dream? Probably not. Do I want them to find a cure? Probably not. Do I want them to be defeated by the zombies? Probably not. Do I want the zombies to just disappear or be eradicated? Probably the most likely one, but would it? that's the one I probably want the most. Is that likely? Probably not. It's the thing, um, like so hard to end shows like you can start them and continue them yeah. and ending them you're like oh shit <laughs> I do I, I'm of the opinion though re- regardless of the ratings of this season I think that they're on season what seven now eight what they're gonna start eight or they were on eight they're on eight I think so that makes me f- believe that they're gonna push it until season ten and they should just stop it at season ten but there you go. And I was also slightly disappointed with some of the Marvel series that came out this year. I Defenders. Wasn't great. Yeah. Parts of Iron Fist weren't great. Defenders wasn't really good. Well, no, it wasn't great. It was it was good. It wasn't great. I thought it'd be a lot better. Mm. Yeah. And Punisher, I thought it'd be a lot better. Um, I actually quite liked Punisher. I just, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just I think it was too long. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think that's what's disappointing for me. I feel like... You have such a structure, and you can you have such a power on this this um, this industry. Like Marvel has such a hold on this industry, and they they're always overdoing it. Like it doesn't need to be 
if you think six episodes is enough, six episodes is enough. Like, Especially on need... Netflix. Yeah, do you know what that's I mean? Thing, that's one thing that I would think they would have creative control over. Because I remember watching an interview with, um, uh, I think his name was Mark, Mark Guggenheim, I think is his name, who's like one of the showrunners for like the CW shows. And one of the questions I asked him was, do you like having 22, 23 episodes or would you prefer to have a shorter? And he was like, I'd definitely prefer having a shorter. Because mm. it's much easier to write a story for 13 episodes than it is for 23. Because you end up having episodes that are obviously episodes. aren't as filler episodes that obviously mm. aren't as good. Yeah. Yeah. See, the only reason, like, so filler episodes in cartoons are different because I think the filler episodes gives time for the writers and the creators to, like, make more story and draw mm. it. Mm. While in in series like this, you don't need that. You, yeah. You've, you've even got a, you've pretty much got a pre-written script for you within comic books. Yeah. And although the Marvel Cinematic Universe has deviated in some parts majorly, in some parts minor, mm. you can still use the comics. It's like your backbone. Yeah. Like, uh, there are some episodes of TV I'm thinking like, who greenlit this? Yeah. Uh, who allowed this to yeah. be aired? Like, I think, just... I think with all the money in this, in this industry, they could have people, like, not, I'm not even joking, they could have Ten very different people mm. with very different opinions on a series sit down and watch series as a job and tell you if it's good or not. Mm. I don't see why they don't do it. It wouldn't cost them a lot of money to do Critics. it. Critics. Yeah. Critics have a very linear way, of, I think, of making decisions on films. Like, I wouldn't personally say The Florida Project was a film where I would say it deserves 100% on Rotten Tomato or, or whatever it got. Just... just uh, yeah, it, I think when you if you put us three in a room and you put three people who liked okay I'm just gonna throw it out it actually you put Obi in a room with people who, one person who liked Pitch Perfect and someone else who doesn't like musicals at all and then someone else who's not really that bothered about musicals and you all watched a film similar to Pitch Perfect you all have different opinions on it mm. and I think sometimes you need that diverse opinion to like. And then they can hone it in on different people. And I think because Marvel is such a big, wide world and a lot of people from different... F- people who like different kind of films like it for different reasons. And I think... I mean, it's a, it's like, it's a, not really going to happen, is it, what I just said? But I think there, that kind of thing needs to happen. It's like people need to watch these films before and series before they come out. It really wouldn't take that long. Especially if you paid someone. But then if they didn't like it, then they've wasted this money on a series that they yeah. now don't I, I, I completely understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I know where yeah. you're coming from. But um, there's, a, there's probably an element of these people who make these things thinking like, I'm not going to make a superhero or musical or whatever for someone who doesn't like superhero stuff or somebody who doesn't like music. True. Like, if you get those people in who don't like them, then that's just a bonus. Yeah. I think you make these things for people who are interested in the genre or... Okay, then, but why, the don't you, why don't you bring in those people then? Why don't you bring in 10 people who have really liked the, the superhero film? Do we know that they don't? True. True, yeah. There's pro- to us, but, the, these yeah. episodes that we complain about, there's probably loads of people who like, like it. Like, yeah, there's probably yeah. loads of people who like episode 8 of Stranger Things, whatever episode that was. Oh, the crap one. Yeah. Uh, episode 7, I think seven. it was. Yeah, that's the thing. Stranger Things had 9 episodes. One of them was a... F- arguably a filler I'm yeah. just like what's the point do you know what I, I was watching a video the other day you know the mum in it she nearly like ruined well, her career right. didn't she because she was like she stole loads of yeah, stuff at one yeah. point and then this brought reboosted her career almost mm. she was a child act like star as well yes, did you watch it in Edward Scissorhands no but I saw her in Beetlejuice mm. recently that's the one that they referenced Beetlejuice yeah. in it but, um... I think you like Edward Scissorhands have you seen it no I, haven't. I think you'd like it okay mm. I saw Beetlejuice that's a Tim Burton film that's mm. that was zany Weird. It's like 
uh, it's just tangent, like, it's about <laughs> this suburban couple who move into this, like, idyllic house, and then they, uh, they die, and then they kind of pop back up in their house with this book that says, like, oh, you know, welcome to the land of the dead or something, and then new people move into the house, and they... But they're... Because they're so, like, middle class that they can't scare them away, so they, uh. they employ Beetlejuice, who's this, like, proper schizo guy, like, and he tries to scare them away, and... But, like, because it was made in the late 80s, like, all the effects, like, I mean, by our standards, are terrible, but they're quite funny. Like, they just look so pantomime. Um, it's quite a, it's, a, it's an enjoyable film. But, um, yeah, so I had to eat a bit of humble pie about Iron Fist because the first episode was atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be the worst TV show ever. And then well, I ended up watching it and it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I thought this was okay, but it definitely could have been much better. The yeah. acting like of the said, main character could have been, oh, yeah, I think, Danny substantially Brown, yeah. better. I was the whole series down. Uh, I think the fight scenes could have been uh, substantially... Considering the crux of that was that he was the immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, they could probably stop saying as much as well. We know. <laughs> no, you could have literally put the... You could have made it the Iron Fist, the immortal... No, you could put the, the series as the... Immortal. Little immortal Iron Fist, and I would have known that he was, and he's not immortal either. Say, is like, immortal? is he just immortally always the I Iron Fist? I think maybe the Iron Fist is immortal. Yeah, yeah. So there, as in there's always going to be yeah. an Iron Fist. Yeah, I guess. And I think that I think that they could have they could have talked a bit more about how he used the Iron Fist to cure someone, and they didn't really explain too much about how his mental state affects the Iron Fist. It kind of just happened, and it was just like oh. Okay. I would have liked and, to have seen his training to become the Iron Fist, like, you know, the trials he needed to do. Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been. They kind of hinted at the dragon thing, didn't it? Yeah, mm, punching the dragon, it. yeah. Mm. And then also, like, the, <laughs> the dubbing over of his, like, oh, why did they do that? I don't so understand. Yeah. They only did it once, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have saw it and were like, yeah, we can't do this again. But they could have literally just, <laughs> oh, they could have been like, look, mate, they been like, you've. Hey. you've <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You just have to learn this one sentence, <laughs> say it fluently, just say it in the mirror like a yeah. hundred times and you will get it spot on. So and like you said, I think Obi, like the Meacham's the most interesting part. Yeah, they were. Um, Although the ending is ridiculous. Davos and. Um, enjoy, yeah. I really, I rate the guy who. What's the, uh, what's the guy? Joy's, Joy's brother. What's his name? Ward. Ward. I rate him. He was sick, actually. He was well. He the was dad really and him were on yeah. point. Like the way the dad was so scared of like uh, the hand and Madame then Madame Gao. She's yeah. a strong villain. I was literally just about to say, is Madame Gao a shout for Yeah, strongest villain. She's strongest still villain. alive as well, isn't it? Well we're assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I know it's tough to talk about like the worst TV because I think one of you mentioned it on the chat, like you just stop watching. Stop watching yeah. But for me, I think it came out in twenty seventeen. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt series three. Do you know what? I watched series one of that and I quite enjoyed it, but I just never kept watching it. The series one is Really good, yeah. like you know, Kimmy Schmidt is this like kooky kind of sweet girl trying to find a way in New York, and like she meets Titus, who's her like gay best friend, and like he's so funny. Like the the stuff he comes out with, like Pinot Noir, caviar, caviar, <laughs> cigar, like it's just like it's really funny and like really oddball, um, and the characters are interesting, and it's like quite a, a light hearted, optimistic kind of program. Second series kind of continues that it's fine. Uh, kind of what I think that's more about her meeting her mother and stuff. And in series three, just 
doesn't continue any of the stuff that you really like about it. Like, the, the jokes just don't come off. Like, they, they try and force all the stuff. They're like, oh, you really like this stuff from the first two series, so we're just going to keep throwing this in. And it kind of kind of made you look less fondly back at it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just so disappointing. And it was only, like, a few episodes, so I've watched all of it. But if there's a series four, I probably won't watch it. Like, the... the just, I just, I've got another one for you. Oh, yeah. Me, obviously, House Cards. Oh god, Haskell's was bad, yeah. Very bad. I liked it but yeah. I just Shame we won't get a conclusion now, eh? Shit, yeah. For me, what was well, not the best part of yeah. House of Cards was the scheming that mm. Frank Underwood yeah. did Watching to get, to get to up to the yeah, top. Yeah. Do you know like, what though? When he, he would have meetings with people and be yeah. like, Well, I've got this dirt on you and I'm moving you to here. And then do and the little thing where he faces the camera and starts chatting. Yeah. And, saying, oh, and then like yeah. I liked Mahershal Ali's character in that. I liked the oh, yeah. the female uh, yeah. senator. Not, no, no, not Leanne, Leanne the um, freckly woman. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, I can't remember. The one who was with Michelle. Yeah. yeah. So they were interesting. And then when he got to be president, I was like... We did say this, though. I'm sure we said this, that once he's there, it's going to be hard to maintain a series, like, yeah. coherently. But I, do you know what? Almost redemption of it, but not really a redemption. It was kind of like the point of which the House mm-hmm. of Cards has kind of been just going like that throughout the whole series, slowly Fine, going downwards. Yeah. And in the end, where you find out actually he had planned pretty much all of this, kind of ups it a little bit. But so I've asked this before and I get it wrong every time. So have they actually finished a season of the next season of House of Cards? I don't think so. No, they were filming it when the allegations about Kevin Spacey happened and then they paused production and then... So it's game over for House of yeah, Cards. So. Well, I think they're trying to carry on but with just Claire Underwood. Oh, oh don't bother. That is such... I like I like Claire but she needs Frank to bounce off of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah, it's like the subplots with her and Tom. Claire oh, and Tom. Tom. That's Tom. boring. Like, this whole kind of, like, ISIS uh, similar thing. Like, mm. There was just not as much scheming, and that's what the whole point of it was. Do you, do you know what they should have done? They should have finished it last season. Not because of all these allegations and everything. That last season should have just been it. When she says, my turn. Or or you should have just seen an, a massive fall from grace. from, from, from You should have either seen him be so dominant and uh, become a dictator, or you should have seen him just fall from grace and... Or Claire Underwood become president, like you yeah. just, and just done. Yeah. But I think because obviously you get so much traction from these things, you just want to carry it on, don't you? And yeah. it's just like, oh. But then again, I think the the showrunner for the first three series left for like series four and five or whatever we're on now. So again, like they're the ones who kind of but why maintain they momentum because they just wanted to move on to different projects. Yeah. So I think when something like that happens, it, it's tough to keep up the, the yeah. momentum. But should we talk about the best TV Can show? Can I just quickly, sorry, Ooh, give okay. one more shout for what I think was one of the worst, um, The Flash season three. Okay. It was really rubbish. Why? Like, looking back at it, it was actually really... Is this Savitar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it, pretty crap. It was just boring, confusing. It, it was boring, but... And it was just the same, more of the same, that, like, oh, we've got this guy who's really, really fast, and... We have to decide how we're going to beat him. Oh, I don't know how we're going to do it. Barry, you have to run really, really fast as well. Great. And you find out that the, this evil villain Savitar is actually Barry Allen, but not Barry Allen from the future, but it's a Barry Allen that was a time remnant that didn't... It was just so dumb. Like, the way they did... And, I, like, they, they changed... I'm almost certain they changed who the who the villain's identity was, like, halfway through the season. Okay. As well. Yeah. Because I was, I, was I was near 100% certain was that was... Oh, I thought it was gonna be my fault. I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be Eddie. Um, 
That would have been, yeah, been, 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 been because you were saying that to me. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I hope, I hope it is that. I thought it was going to be because they hinted at it at one yeah. point. I'm sure, and I was like, that would be so sick because this so guy, Eddie from season one, yeah, Eddie from season one, he got like sucked into a vortex yeah. when he he was he was pretty much dead, and he got sucked into this vortex, and you're like, oh, like we haven't we the only time we've seen him since is in uh, flashes, um, like because when he goes into the speed force, he sees like images that images. Re- of people that he knows yeah of it, that he knows even though they're not actually them so it's uh, yeah I probably agree with that um, also Legends of Tomorrow season 2 I don't think was I quite like season 2 actually I think season I think 3 season two, I think season 2 is better than season 1 yeah, well, was mm. it season 1 maybe that was not, I can't remember so why did you continue watching Flash then Cause I, I like so Flash cool. cause I, think, I think series 1 series 1 and 2 like, series 1 and 2 was so good I think because yeah. Season three was quite shit. I'm still willing to you allowed it. Yeah, I'm still willing. And to they bring in so many it. different characters as well. Like they have got Plastic Man in it now, which I kind of find this character quite funny, even though he's, yeah, he's dumb. A, he's um, but like they've changed it now. It's not Speed stuff for the first time in a long time. Thank goodness. It's the bad guy. I need to catch up quite a bit, but it's but a yeah. guy who can pretty much predict the future. So it's one of my one of my most yeah. uh, disappointments. Um, and one of my best is Arrow actually Arrow season 5 was really it's turned it around hasn't it yeah is that the one where it ends with the explosion on the island yeah, yeah. that's that that's pretty clever but um yeah, sorry, but... I'm trying to think of a bad one like, I, uh, did I say one I don't even know if I said one don't I haven't really thought about it really like, again again, when you have bad things you just tend to, you just <sighs> yeah. tend to not watch them because like, oh, this is shit I'm I mean there's plenty of them. series where I haven't been as Inhumans was, was pretty was pretty full <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty poor I'm not going to lie does Black Bolt say anything in it have you finished it yeah I finished it oh I haven't finished it um, does Black Bolt yeah yeah he does oh Christy you give a shit no just say it go on I won't so watch it ages so. he, he traps um, Maximus which is Ramsey Bolton in um, their, in like some like dungeon thing and then he walks out of it and he says goodbye brother and that destroys the building that's ah. Maximus isn't it that was pretty cool. So Maximus isn't dead, but they're not going to make season two, no. so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was pretty dull, I'm not going to lie. Fair um, enough. Mm. Um, should yeah. we talk about the best TV? Sure. Or TV you most enjoyed? Yeah. I feel like this is going to be really hard as well, you know? Because I can't think of it. Of that. I think because we watch so much. Yeah, I think I need to go through my Netflix quickly and just like... Well, you, so a lot of new shows that have come out, oh, there was what, Legion, there was like... I mean, these are just the superhero ones. Yeah. There was like Runaways, Gifted. Um it's good. Then, I mean, one I really, really enjoyed uh, and waxed lyrical about at the time was 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. I think that's probably my favourite TV show from last year. Nah. That's probably up there for me. I really enjoyed it. I mean... There was points of it which really annoyed me. Like? Like, the way she kind of, like, blamed... Yeah, I mean, it it has its flaws. Flaws, yeah. But I think, like, the subject matter was so, kind of important to talk yeah, about it was um, and I feel I feel the end the end the way what I did at the end was so graphic and so yeah that really like stuck with me yeah do you know what I mean yeah. and you, you, you anyone who watches it will always like kind of envision that and it's kind of shocking yeah but realisation but you knew shocking. it was coming but yeah. it was still shocking yeah. and like I just because thought... they could have done it such a different way though couldn't they they could have been like She's gonna take a whole pot of pills and she's gonna be dead. Like there's nothing. I think that's do. what she does in the book or something. I think, oh really? I think they it's more graphic in the TV show. But then that's what you need to do. You need to jolt people into. Yeah, but know. then do we do we think it should have a season two? Is the no. big no? I don't think so. I think it it should have been a self-contained series because you find out what happens. I mean, I do think it was a bit raw that she blamed Clay for. You know, he was one of the reasons why. But you know, I think sorry. like sorry, sorry, Dylan. His name's 
Dylan something. The actor who plays Clay. Oh, I don't know he was. I thought he was really good. Like the one who plays Hannah Baker. Actually, the performances all around were solid. I thought it was really like heartfelt and emotive. Um, like the way that they kind of. They they do a lot of common tropes with American High School, but then they kind of, it's not just the same old stock characters. Mm. Uh, they do have a lot of like tough themes. I really liked uh, the Latino guy. The one who died. No. Oh, the guy who plays his best mate. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his nice car. I can't remember his name. But do you know what? Do you know what I liked as well? Because I I think when. And we probably have spoke about this, but I feel like when people are down on their luck. And things go wrong. You kind of like it. Kind of gets enhanced a bit more, and you're always like, oh, everything's going wrong for me today. And then like some people kind of do that thing where like three things are gonna happen to me. It's because it's unlucky, isn't it? You know, if it's unlucky, yeah. it's gonna happen three times. And I think it it does pick up on this quite a bit. Like she, obviously she's had all these terrible things happen, but like it's always happening to her, and like she kind of tries to keep the morale up a bit, but she kind of still holds it all in. She doesn't really tell anyone. And I think that's quite strong to... Because that's what I think a lot of people do do. I think a lot of people are frightened to tell people. And I think this programme kind of shows you that yeah. there are people who will help you kind of thing. So, But I think, I think I remember at the time we were saying like other stuff that... Before we'd seen the last few episodes. Is the stuff that's happening to like enough for someone to want to end their own life? Mm. Obviously everyone's situation is different, but... The things that were happening to her, like there were other things that were happening to other characters that were arguably, you know, as affecting or as kind of traumatic or whatever. Mm. Like there's that guy that they, they, the photographer, they start like bullying him because he took a snap of someone. And then... Yeah, so then he got terrorised for it. Yeah. And then, and like, then there's a girl who basically got... caused someone to, to be bullied. And then there's a girl who got raped as well. I know Hannah, yeah. I know Hannah did in her the friend, end. Her friend, yeah, but... yeah. And then... um. And then, don't you find out at the end that uh, the blonde guy kills himself? Uh, I don't know if you find out he kills himself. He shoots himself in the head. He, yeah, he, he shoots himself in the head. Die. Oh, he doesn't die? No, he's just in... Well, we don't know if he does. He's in hospital. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, you know, these tapes have caused a lot of people a lot of harm. Mm. Um, and I I think we question, like, the actual morality of these tapes. I think all a lot. I haven't really thought about it until now, but almost like when so many things happen to you, it can have like like several different effects. And I think well, it's the accumulation, effect, isn't it? Yeah, and I think for her, she held it all in, but she put them on these tapes, and it's kind of not. It's kind of like, you need to know what you've done to me, and it's kind of like yeah, it's not her fault necessarily that these people are now taking it badly, but. I mean, some people could say there's different ways of doing it kind of thing, but... But then also the fact that Clay was the last... No, the penultimate person to listen to it. And the 11 people before him, and none of them said anything to the guy who actually raped Hannah Baker. Mm. And also the the counsellor kind of just dismissed it completely. Yeah. But anyway, we've spoken about this in great depth, I yeah, think. But it stayed uh, with me and I thought it was really powerful. Yeah, I mean, and we all experience. remember it. That's uh, That says a lot. That yeah. speaks volumes, I think, about the series yeah. that we yeah. all remember quite a lot of detail about it and the pivotal characters as well yeah um any other like really strong tv this year i really enjoyed last chance you um yes obviously i watched i know season one come out last year yeah no so 2016 yeah um but season two come out in 2017 i really enjoyed both of them i thought it was just yeah 
really solid, good. wouldn't it? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be so fucked season three because they have literally lost all their coaches. <laughs> they're, apparently, they're going to a different school. Are they? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that should be good. Yeah. But it was nice. Like, it was like, that was just like a... Because I'm not, I'm not an American football fan, really. But even I was like getting in, like enthralled in, uh, you know, um, what's the name of the school? Bloody hell. Currently oh, no. in the school, but um, so, in in their games and like all the characters and like I really wanted them all to like to make it. And like, even like to the point where like when I heard when I heard news about um, um Isaiah Wright who was in season one and two being um convicted for um, well, I don't know if he's convicted but he was arrested for homicide. I was like oh like it probably hit me. I was like oh shit like I really wanted him to succeed and now this has happened to him. Yeah. So a lot like, of these kids are like really struggling to like keep it all up and mm. I must admit some of them are pretty um clueless mm. in terms of like real life stuff and mm. I mean the fact that it's real as well and it, it, it it's real but you could if someone watched it and didn't know it was real you could forgive them for thinking that it was just like a regular TV mm. series yeah. I would like them to in I know it won't be related to but like the next season I'd like them to show us where everyone is right now mm. even that even that there was a woman there the counsel, she's essentially a counsellor for them and she sorts them all out she did a fantastic job more so I think in season one than season two they didn't really I feel like they I don't think really, she clicked with the, the with, new, the with the new batch of kids yeah. as much she did with the ones. But you almost got the feeling that she felt underappreciated and she wasn't she wanted to do something else and now she started her own charity, isn't she, or her own organisation. Yeah, something like that. Um but yeah, that's a good one actually. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. I can't oh, man, I can't think of series right now. I'm just going from Netflix. Talking about, oh, I wanna <laughs> go through my Netflix. Nah, not season four. No. Oh mate, do you know I'm watching uh, How to Get Away with Murder like season I'm part way through season two. I'm like this is uh, it's good yeah but I can uh, I'm like if there's a season three and four this is gonna be so it's gonna go so downhill so fast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I don't know obviously it didn't come out last year but I watched How to Get Away Murder last year and that, that was season one was mm. wicked. Season one, season yeah. one, season one, season two and half of season three are banging, but then. He just goes. One thing happens, and I'm just like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets a bit shit. And I'm not gonna lie, they need to wrap it up. Yeah. Because it's just not. It's getting far fetched. Yeah, yeah, it's not cutting it at the minute. I, I really need to catch up with Power as well. Um, what about Stranger Things? Would you say that was one of the better shows last year? Uh, I think it was. I, I enjoyed it, but I think that for the fact that I enjoyed season one more. Probably it probably wouldn't like if I did a top five it probably wouldn't make it in my yeah. top five. Whereas season I reckon Strange Things season one probably would have. Yeah. Riverdale, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. get out of here. <laughs> what, uh, is the, no. Did the OA come out last year? No, I think it's ended twenty sixteen. Really? Yeah. Rick, got... Rick and Morty. Nah, doesn't make it. Not this season anyway. No. Nah, the other seasons, yeah. This uh, season, the the pivotal point was Pickle Rick and uh, Pickle Rick. Rick. Pickle Rick. God, hit me with more, hit me with more. Because uh, I can't see one. Cause you've got... Big Mouth? Nah. I quite liked that. It was surprisingly frank. About yeah, it was. the uh, development of pubescent It was funny. Boys. But I don't think it makes the best series. Uh, it's a good one, but not the best. Oh, surprising one for me. I watched a series called Future Man. Um, oh, you've got that on here, haven't you? Yeah. Um, which is um, basically... Uh, I think it's... Did that come out last year or this year? It's come out this year. Uh, well, 2017. Which is a oh. thirteen episode TV show on it was on Hulu, so you can't really watch it in the UK. But it's about a um, a young man, probably I think he's like twenty three or so, and he's like kind of, like has a pretty shitty life. He's a janitor at a, at a lab or whatever, but um, he's sick of video games. And basically, he plays this like in video game that's like impossible to complete. 
Um, but then one day he gets to like, I think it's like level like, 84, he fit, completes level 84, and then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden like um, two people come from the pot from the future, and um, they assume that this guy is going to be the person to save the future, basically. Okay. So this guy's name is Josh Futterman, but they call him Future Man. It's just like a mispronunciation, obviously. But um, so, like, yeah, and they basically these two um, people are from a time where, like, just life is just <laughs> life is fucked up, basically, and like they don't even they don't like um, really know what kissing is, and like they they don't really, they like eat like <laughs> they don't eat they eat like mints and stuff. <laughs> there's a there's um a what point where this girl's got a <laughs> a sugar cube. And she's with her, like, um, squad of, like, uh, soldiers and whatnot. And she was like, yeah, we get, we get to the end of the submission. We're all splitting the sugar cube 46 ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was literally cracking up. Is it a comedy? But, yeah, it's a comedy, oh, okay. yeah. It's, made by, it's, like, made by Seth Rogen, so it's kind of like... Oh, this, really? Yeah. Actually, so, yeah, yeah it's, like, 13 episodes, and it's just basically them trying to um, go back and, back and forth in time, basically. It's kind of like just Legends of Tomorrow. They're, yeah. really, they're really crap time travellers. Oh, right. They're trying to go back and forth to try and... Uh, change time so that the future doesn't happen basically oh, and so it's, it's actually quite good is Seth Rogen in it? no oh, okay no okay that actually sounds quite funny yeah. um, I need to check one of the best ones that I saw which I only finished actually I finished it in 2018 but it came out in 2017 was Black Mirror mm. yes so Wait, series 4 of Black Mirror that's, that's this year no it came out 29th of December so it counts as yes. 2017 yes 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 um so that was six episodes. Um, I loved Black Mirror in the sense that each episode, you don't ever really know what you're going to get. You mm. don't know what genre it's going to be. You don't know like the characters. Everything's different. And I think even though they're all written or co-written by Charlie Brooker, mm. like he's just so imaginative. And, in, and each story, like some of them are obviously better than others, but each one like says something about the state of technology and how it can impact us in the future uh, or how it's currently impacting us and the way that he kind of finds these themes within just the remit of technology. Well, did you see? You know, so basically there's a there's a episode in it where they have delivery cars and these yeah, cars drive on the street. Runs one yeah. Some guy over. But Pizza Hut have just announced with Toyota that they're going to make they they're bringing out this this machine. Yeah, it's it's eerie how he does predict Predicts, certain things. Yeah. Um but you don't watch it, do you? No, I don't. It's really, like, really good. Like, so the six episodes of this series were US... I can't remember the names of all of them, but USS Callister, which is the kind of Star Trek-y one, yeah. where the guy, uh, he's like a CFO, chief... Yeah. Oh, no, chief CTO. He's chief technical, technical officer, officer, and he pretty much just gets undermined, doesn't he? Yeah, it? so he's kind of built this company with his partner, but his partner's the outgoing one. Mm. And... Um, he kind of gets pushed to the side and is not well respected and no one really knows who he is. But he has this, he's built this platform where he takes DNA from people in his office and people he likes and hates and puts them in the, in this Star Trek-esque kind of spaceship and, mm-hmm. and he, he's their captain and it's like a virtual reality and, and he kind of, it's essentially keeps part of their soul captive right. to like punish them because they mistreat him um, and then it's about this new girl that comes into the office and shows him some 
attention, not in like a sexual way, but in like a professional way. And he kind of gets infatuated for her and like, then takes her DNA and kind of wants her to be like his paramour. And then she kind of it doesn't accept it. And it's like that clash there. And she essentially kills him. Yeah. Fair enough. But I mean, most of these episodes are really dark. Yeah. Like what? The, the, some of the later two episodes. So, so what were the episodes? So let's give a rundown of what so the episodes are. That was USS Callister. Yeah. Then there's Archangel, which is where the mother uh, is so scared so can, of losing her daughter. She can see. So basically the daughter's got contact lenses in, which she basically can't take out. And it monitors every vital organ in her daughter. Yeah. And so she can see everything her daughter's doing. And it sensor checks what her daughter can see. So yeah. if there's blood, it gets blurred out in her daughter's eyes and stuff like that. She can and add be, a filter to yeah. this. And then basically it just escalates. Because yeah. she, she, her daughter goes missing for a couple of hours when she's very young. So she's so paranoid of losing her again that she gets this implant in her. And then it's about how her daughter, like... Yeah, she's like a teenager and doesn't know, doesn't know what blood is and what like, sex is. And then this... She turns her filter off like the mum does and then her daughter kind of spirals a little bit out of control and it's all about that kind of... Letting letting go as a parent and, yeah. like, what, what parents should and shouldn't know about their children. Um, and then there's also... I think it's called Hang the DJ, which is the dating one. So it's it's this... It I mean, that good. was one of my favourite episodes. Uh, it was good, but at the same time, I was a bit like, okay, like, it's clever. It's a clever ending, but... It's about this... It's basically a dating simulation, and basically it's 99.8% effective. Like, it'll make you a match. And it's basically this woman and this man who obviously fall in love with each other, but... Basically, you get this item, this te- piece of technology, and it tells you how long you go on your date for. And it could be 10 years, it could be 10 hours, it could be 10 minutes, that kind of thing. And these two people keep finding each other. And basically, through paranoia, they're basically meant to spend like 40 years together. And through paranoia, the guy like checks so it. So essentially, yeah, you, you, the two people have an app, and then they both have to click to see how long yeah. their time is. And then, on like their third or fourth yeah. meeting, they say, Let's just not worry about that. But then he, yeah, he he's he so it. like wants to be there for so much that he doesn't want. He wants to know when it's gonna yeah. end, and then by finding out before she does, he pretty much takes away like yeah, fifty years yeah. of their, their time together. But then you then the twist is because they they like they like oh, f-, f the system. We're gonna run out of here. We're just gonna be together, whatever. And you find out it's actually that ninety nine point eight percent effective rate. Is actually this this app on the phone doing nine hundred? They're doing a thousand simulations of whether you will match with this person, and yeah, nine nine hundred ninety eight times out of a thousand they matched. So then they got linked together on their phones in real life. Yeah, so it's a clever clever twist. I I definitely recommend these series. Um, yeah, I mean they're all really really yeah. interesting. So, uh, so even, that's free. Yes. Then so... you have this one where um, basically this. Woman and man, they go at a concert and they're driving home and they knock over a cyclist and they bury the body, they throw the body in the sea. Ten years later, the guy comes back to the woman's like, I'm, I feel really guilty, I just want to tell everyone, she murders him, buries him. But at the same time, there's yeah. a, an insurance lady who, like, through insurance claims, they can, uh, they put an implant in you and then they can they recall can... your memories. And then they try and... Because obviously memory can be subjective. They corroborate it with lots of different memories. So this is when Chris is talking about the pizza incident. Mm-hmm. So this 
driverless pizza car knocks a guy over and injures him. Mm. And then the woman who's murdered a couple of people has witnessed it. So then the insurance lady ends up uh, knocking at her door, being like, oh, I see that you witnessed this accident. And then that's when she sees a lot darker parts. Yeah, and then then it just escalates. And then it has a clever twist ending as well. Um, Then you have... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's clever, isn't it? Um, uh... So that's four. The fifth one was the black and white one, which was called Metalhead. So where... That That was the one where I was a bit like... You don't really know what's going on in this one. No. So it's this... A lot of the episodes kind of start in media's res. So you... Like, there's not a lot of backstory. It just They're just kind of... It, it's presented as, yeah, this is happening. Mm. Um, and so there's these three people. They're going to a warehouse to try and find something. For, it looks very desolate already, though. Yeah. So you know something's up kind of thing. To try and find something for one of their team. It kind of... It, you it, The implication is it's like apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, then they accidentally awaken this robot, mm. uh, which then starts hunting them down to like mm. kill them. It's like a dog-shaped robot as well. Yeah, and it's basically just a, a chase move, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and then... Um, then she thinks she's like, succeeded, and then it all just goes yeah. tits up very much. And then the final one was called Black Museum. This one... <sighs> this one disappointed me. Like I had so much hype for it, because it is basically a museum of all the Black Mirror episode items. Yeah. And I was like, it would be so cool if this guy had a hand in all of it. Like, he had manufactured everything in here. And obviously, he told three stories about three different gadgets. And it was it was really good stories. And it was really cool, like, how they thought about all these gadgets. Like, a teddy bear that could... Imp- you could have someone's mind inside a ter- teddy bear. Uh, another thing was... You could have, yeah. uh, it was the... Yeah, so this guy is a curator of the macabre and stuff and he's got yeah kind of throwbacks to all black mirror episodes and he yeah so he he used to work for a tech a medical tech company and then to help doctors find out what was wrong with patients who couldn't verbalize what was wrong with them they had this again another implant or something like and they put this head net on and then they can feel the pain that the patient feels but without any physical Mm. impact Mm. So, like, if you're having a heart attack, the doctor feels he's having a heart attack. And then he can uh, yeah. kind of treat. But then he becomes a sadist and because a masochist. Because he, he felt he, he, he had the hat on when someone died. So he felt, he felt the pain and relief of death. Yeah, because apparently there are lots of endorphins that released when people die. Yeah. But so then he got this, like, addiction to the pain. Mm. And he just, yeah, like, he ends up, like, ca- carving himself up. Because, like... He's so addicted to this pain yeah. that he can't get. And because he's a doctor, release. he knows how to do the pain without causing himself. Yeah. Long and then another damage. one was yeah, this family like the mother is in an accident and she's basically a vegetable, but then they take her consciousness and put it into their the, 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 the mind of the father. So you'd have two your mind and someone else's mind in your head. But then he then gets fed up with it. He meets someone else and he puts her consciousness into a teddy bear, which only has two responses, which is like Mummy loves you, or mummy wants a hug. And then then the final one is this, um, another consciousness kind of, uh, kind of extractor. And it's, they, they, he has this death row patient and he captures his essence as he's dying. And then like, essentially sadists can come and pay to like, keep killing this person over and over again. 
But if you go over like the hundred percent limit, it will actually fry his brain like in his consciousness, and he'll just become nothing. Yeah. And they do it. And... But I love that. I mean, I did I'm like the twist ending. Stuff, but... I did like the twist ending, but at yeah. the same time, I was a bit like, I wanted more from that episode. Yeah. That episode could yeah. have been so much more. Yeah. But besides that, I thought it was a really good It's a series. solid, it was yeah. a really solid series. And, and and that made me want to watch the, the Christmas special and I watched that again and I was like, that's a sick episode as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I do want to watch the first two series because it was originally on Channel 4 and then Netflix bought the rights and now it's become a bit more international. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, even if one episode isn't great, that, that you know, it's not as if, like, that affects the rest of, rest true. of it. True, so, true, true. proper solid series. Um, any others? So, Mindhunter, that was alright. I was a bit disappointed with that um, in the end because as much as it's about like the interesting parts of the police procedural, but they kind of, the whole series was setting up for series two, which mm. I thought was a bit arrogant. Um, and like not actually that much develops between episode one and episode ten. Um, to, to be fair, I could shout Brooklyn Nine-Nine season four. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed all I enjoyed all the seasons, man. It's so good. I actually didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did, but I just had so many laughs about so many laughs about nothing in it. It's just like the the main character is just so funny, and yeah. his side characters like um, oh, Captain Holt is just so yeah. emotionally less yeah. funny. Yeah. it's just the <laughs> best thing ever. He said, yeah, he was so like, ha ha. I'm so sorry, that was so unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, an ep- there's an episode with his mum in it as well, mm. and it's just the funniest thing. And, like, Jake Peralta is just such a quality character as well. And um, Boyle, yeah. quality. Ter- uh, is it, what's his name? Terry Crews. Is his name Terry? Ter- yeah. Is his name Terry, Terry in as well? Yeah, he's quality. Um, I love it when oh, Captain Holt meets his nemesis, that little woman. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're like, you're looking decidedly sour today or you know yeah. all the insults that they just trade yeah. I'm going to start series 4 yeah today. Hitchcock and Boyle they're pretty Scully Scully yeah and then you've got oh who are the other who's who Diaz Santiago oh they're all quality like honestly they are they're such a mix of characters and it almost encapsulates a little essence of like friends characters like Santiago's almost like Monica in the sense that she's so organised and stuff and then uh and then almost, uh, oh, who's sorry, who's the PA? Uh, not, not the PA, but the... Uh, uh, oh, God. What's her name? Gina. Gina. Gina is so almost like Phoebe on the on one level, but at the same time mm. almost a Rachel on another level, and it's kind of like a smash of them both. Did you know, obviously in the series she's pregnant, or she's pregnant in real life as well, but she's um, married to Jordan Peele. And like the, really? Yeah. Who's Jordan Peele? Um, the guy who made Get Out. What, Santiago? Sorry. No, um, Gina. Gina. Oh, Chelsea Pretty? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She married to Jordan Peele. Oh, so that's and, why she got pregnant. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, fuck. Oh, her and, so like in series, maybe series two or something, her, she says that um, her and Jake grew up at school together. And it's actually true. That, like in real life, they actually do okay. grow up. Oh, really? Yeah, that's wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, definitely one up there for me. Any other shouts for you, Obi? Um, I'm sorry. Not, re- not really. I don't think. I don't think for me. I don't think 2017 has been an outstanding year of television. No, no. It's all been good. Like all the series that I watch have all been. I feel like the majority all been good. There's nothing that like, there's there's not been a Game of Thrones season six. Or, yeah, that's oh know. mate. <gasps> so that's so good. Yeah, all T- good though. Tell you what, in this last like few, this last like December till now, yeah, I've watched. I finished watching Scorpion. I finished watching Black Orphan. I finished watching um, Orphan Black. Orphan Black, yeah. Sorry, 
Um, I finished watching The Raised, which is also called Asian, that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. And then I also, like, binge-watched bare films. I watched Avengers Assembled again. Classic. I think Sick. I did speak about this. Uh, obviously, I didn't watch The Foreigner, but oh, I good. watched... I, I yeah, was amazing I, that for a Yeah, you said, yeah. Shout out, Adam. Yeah. Um... I nearly finished Sense8 because they're going to bring out a special episode to finish off the series, which I think is actually quality they're doing that. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not got enough attention, so they've got to finish it. But I think it's humble that they're... Not humble, but it's it's good that they're doing it for their audience and their fans. They're going to finish it off. Um, but I did watch The Martian, Power Rangers, Wanted, Now You See Me too, and something else on that screen, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah... I, I binge watched there and I was just I'm, like yeah. I loved it mate I loved every moment of watching these films it's like Christmas I was just smashing up so yeah. much like okay I mean we, we're on 2 hours 11 minutes and we've not even spoken about recent films so should we just kind of say list a few films we've seen since Christmas or whatever recent ones from the archives and then say like highlights Yeah. so, so I mean I, I've See, so for example, we watched Molly's Game, which right. I thought was solid. Yeah. Uh, great script, good acting by Jessica Chastain. Andy interesting, Andy. very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is yourself, of course. Um, Pitch Perfect Three, disappointing. Uh, very disappointing. Again, <laughs> like with a lot of like these later kind of installments, mm-hmm. it take it just kind of tries to continue what you liked about the first two, but it doesn't do it as well. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like, oh, you know, they're not trying to do anything different. Um, what else have we seen? I've seen Jumanji, which I thought was oh, yeah. really good. I, was, I actually I really, really that. liked it. Uh, yeah, obviously, like, you've got the chemistry between um, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, and also... Um, Karen... Karen, she is, she is beautiful. <laughs> she is so beautiful, oh my God. And the fact that I really like... And she's an that, amazing actress. What I liked about that film is it took the concept of the board game which is quite a, now an archaic, kind of mm-hmm. obsolete, not obsolete, but, you know, old school thing, made it a video game, which is much more contemporary. Mm-hmm. They actually stuck to a lot of the video game rules. Like, you had the non-playing characters. Yeah, I like which, the way they, encap- they did that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just had the stock answers. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, so wait, do we need to go this way? And they're like, welcome to Jumanji. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I thought that was really kind of funny and, like, that's not something I've really seen in film before. No. Like, that truth to do you know? Them. Do you know what I found funny? The fact that the guy who picked him up and dropped him off like that is a such a classic old school video game thing where yeah. someone will go and drop you off and you won't see them ever again. But once you finish the game, they'll just suddenly yeah. appear and be like, "Congratulations!" and yeah. like, so good. And I thought the that actually it showed that these people, that like Dwayne Johnson, and Kevin Hart, are actually quite good actors. So, I said yeah. this when I first saw it. Yeah, so like they're very Dwayne good. Johnson's playing this nerdy kid, and you actually kind of see that element yeah, of nerdiness. Yeah, you know to him. what? Yeah. I didn't at any point think. I was like, yeah, that is that is them. That is, really that is well Fridge the and that yeah. is... I, that's the only and like, character. Kevin Hart being like, where's the top two feet of my body? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, obviously Karen Gillan being uh, this like shy teenager. Yeah. And then I thought Jack Black playing a bimbo when he was would like, be uh, really was good, wasn't so it? Like, it was, he was so good. I, I told you. He was like, how do you use this thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like all of, and like when he teaches her how to flirt and it's that like, was so funny you know, and stupid but so good at the same time. And like all of their characters developed enough for me to be like, yeah, that was actually a, a good film. Yeah. And I think the baddie was, no, not, I didn't need not, him. Yeah. It's not good, but. No, he was terrible. Maybe Really, you had to have a baddie, though. You had yeah. to have something, didn't you? Mm. But uh, yeah, and I like the way they they brought the whole 
the board game to life, like kind of thing. Like when that guy went through, he had his twenty years back on. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what happens in the original film, isn't it? Like they go back and they, yeah. they have their time again, don't they? So yeah. I actually I'll quite like Nick Jonas in that. I watched an old school film called True Romance, which is, it was released the year I was born. Uh, it's a Tarantino written uh, film. Yeah, we're born, mate. It's not just your year. Yeah. Actually, it's the only person born that year. Um, wow. But written by Tarantino, uh, directed by Tony Scott. Um, it's about this comic book. He's like a nerd, but he basically... Um, he he likes he every year on his birthday he goes to see like these three Hong Kong martial arts films and then he meets a woman in there who likes them as well and then they kind of hit it off and fall in love like it's very kind of like they really quickly fall in love and really like they tell each other they love each other on the the day they meet and then they get married very soon after but she sounds like going to Stacey <laughs> yeah but it turns out that she's a cool girl and she was paid to. Um, kind of meet him but then she's like I actually genuinely do love you and like you know all of this wasn't fake and then to who's in this film sorry Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette okay I haven't seen it I thought I thought I might have seen it Um, but Secret Diary of a Cool Girl he goes to try and release (laughs) TV series so her name's Alabama and I can't remember what his name is but he tries to free her from her pimp Uh, so he's like he tries to give him money and then the pimp's played by Gary Oldman. He's like this dreadlocked guy, and he keeps saying, like, "Oh, what you know, stupid white guy." You know, he he thinks he's black, but he isn't. Um, and like you know, you've seen um, Spring Breakers when yeah. James Franco plays Alien, like it's kind of that. But uh, then he ends up killing the the um, the pimp, and then <laughs> he accidentally steals a load of cocaine, and then he like tries to sell, tries to sell it, and then it kind of like the mob go after him and stuff, and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was like a really, I I don't know why, but like the two hours just flew by and it was really, really enjoyable and probably, I'd probably put it in one of my top like mm. 20 films. Nice. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just really enjoyed it. Like a lot of it was a bit, you know, uh, you have to suspend your disbelief, you know, like yeah. would they really fall in love that quickly? Would this nerdy guy really kill this many people? Yeah. But... Had a lot of Tarantino tropes in it, mm-hmm. like what you like about Tarantino. Yeah, mm. solid film. So, I watched. So I watched like a few things that like I just said. I can't remember if I reeled them off all of them, but so I watched Power Rangers again. Yeah, it was just as good the second time. Mm, However, just as, bad. just as good. And uh, but I must admit the fight scene with those Megazords was a bit uh, like they could have. Obviously, they had to have it in it, but that was a bit. That was the worst part of the film in my eyes. For the, again, for the second time around, it was just the worst part. I really hope they make a second one because I'd love to see Tommy Oliver. Okay. Uh, then the next one I saw was The Martian. It's one of my favorite films. Um, it's it's so basic but good to in my eyes. Like getting stuck on this island and this this um. Oh, Planet. He's a. He's a biologist, isn't he? No, he's yeah, but but no, he's a specific biologist. But yeah, he he is pretty much a biologist and botanist. Botanist, he's yeah, he does yeah, uh, botany and yeah, I thought it was just a quality film and like the different like ways they got a lot look at media really and like how they handle it and how they will look after this guy and all the troubles that he he has on a foreign land like he has no idea what what could go wrong and what could go right and stuff. So I really enjoyed that. Um, then probably more of an archive film I watched was uh, Wanted. 
Mm. Uh, Jane McAvoy. McAvoy and Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Uh, really good film. Uh, don't really know what to say about it. It's a guy who's very nervous. He can't really handle himself, but it's all because he's got this thing where he can actually almost slow it's down. Curving time. bullets. Yeah, it? but he's got. He thinks this because he can see things like vibrating really fast, can't he? And it's actually his body slowing him down so he can do all this stuff and. Then they do this movement where they could just curve bullets. And I think it's someone who runs the organisation. Uh, can't remember, but it's a really famous actor. What's his name? Morgan Freeman's in it. That's the one. Morgan Freeman, I couldn't remember his name. Um, and he basically is just like fixing it all. Like It's meant to be an automated system that does it all, but... Oh, it's because they're assassins, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're assassins. And yeah, I thought, another, again, another quality film uh, that I watched. Uh, did, does anyone remember the fourth film I said? No, my list. What have you watched, Dope? Um, Darkest Hour. Oh yeah, we watched that, didn't we? Um, which was pretty good actually. Um, obviously, like uh, neither me nor Chris know much about um, Winston Churchill beforehand, mm. so like it's hard to gauge if what's happening is accurate. Mm. Yeah. But from what we saw, I think that it was quite like it encapsulated what I imagine Winston Churchill was yeah. like. Gary Oldham's performance was really good. Like it kept me, like for a, for a, for back again. Sorry, for, for a um a story that's not very like action, not yeah. action packed at mm. all. It kept me interested throughout the whole two hours of it. There was like minimal comedy, but it was like, comedy enough to keep you engaged. Yeah. And you, I think for me, you can tell that it was an accurate depiction of the film purely because at the end of the film, majority of the audience clapped. <laughs> I think that's just because it was... I, me personally, I just think it was just cause, good Because you know, uh, it was a British film and people uh, not... But, and when there's films that revolve around world wars, people normally clap. Yeah. Right? It's the same for Dunkirk as well. Yeah. But then they, again, but, but, like, again, it could, again, it could have been because yeah. they thought it was really... Because well, when me and Ollie went to see Get Out, everyone clapped in that and I was really? just sitting there like, what's happening? Actually, that happened when I watched Greatest Showman yesterday. Really? People burst into applause. Wow. And I was like... Mad. People that took 30 people that for Beauty and the Beast as well. Really? Yeah. Is it because we saw the first showing of it? Maybe. Well, I mean, the like, showing that been day. Out for three weeks. Oh, okay, then no, I haven't got a clue then. I think I saw the greatest showman of Beauty and the Beast, to be fair. What did you think of Greatest Showman? I really liked it, you know? The. the You know, like, obviously, I'm told that it's not a very accurate depiction. No, of, it's very revisionist. Yeah, of, of P.T. Barnum. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. But I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, the the songs I thought were re- well, uh, I'm assuming most of the songs are original. They're all original. They're all original. Like, they, I thought they were really, really good. Uh, yeah. Like, every- even as soon as the film started, I was like, the, 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 I was like, yeah. I was like, this is sick because I'm into this already. Yeah. But, like, um, there wasn't a single song which I thought was was average. Yeah. Like, they're all they were bangers. all really good. Um, but yeah, the storyline was strong. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was a good actor, man. Like he was, he was good in his role. I I liked the um, the undertone of like. Uh, P.T. Barnum wanting everyone to feel like included sort of thing like to there was um, I can't remember who said it but once someone was saying like you need to like wear your flaws on your sleeve sort of thing so, yeah. nobody, so then nobody can you know use them against you that's then ironically he was probably one of the least accepting people it, of them exactly. like when he shuts them out <laughs> yeah and I actually I actually didn't like 
his character. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I really like Zac Efron's character. Yeah. Like, Zac Efron's probably one of the most sympathetic people in it. He's actually how, a really how, good actor. How sick was um, him and Hugh Jackman's little... Oh, my God. That was so, that yeah, was yeah, so they, they do a little, like, duet. And, oh, like, he was so good. Do you want to Yeah, when yeah. they're trying to convince each other to... <laughs> i watch it again. That That's the thing, so like, good. I enjoyed the songs. The in-between bits I enjoyed a lot less. Okay. Because it was a little bit just kind of putting a story in for the sake of putting a story in no it was more like it was so obviously revisionist and like optimistic that they kind of shied away too much from like the nitty gritty of what it would have been PG like for though, these yeah mm-hmm. but like you don't really see a lot about how the the uh, outcasts were treated and how they so, felt so their struggles they really. were really kind of this, to the side of the film when when the film's about inclusivity and acceptance it's mostly actually about how this white guy gets rich and wants <laughs> to get rich and like wants to kind of progress his status and it was just a bit like you know you're preaching about progress progressiveness and it, and it wasn't but yeah well i did enjoy it um i thought i was like when uh that lind jessica jessica lind mm. When she was like trying it on film, I was like, boom! Yeah, I was probably fuck thinking, you. I was thinking, oh, don't, I was like, don't do it, man. Like, fuck you, no. But I just think, because you see, he was going down that path of being a dick. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to like get over and leave his wife. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was glad he didn't, though. But that woman, though, is ridiculously good at singing. The first. It wasn't her. Oh, was it not her? No. Oh, that's way Rebecca was... Ferguson, yeah. Oh. No, it wasn't her. That's peak. I don't think, because um, I listened to an interview she did, and she was like, well, I sang, and then they got like a proper singer to do it. Oh, and true. I think they've most of it's the singer. Oh, I need to find out who that singer was. She was yeah, because it was, she was proper good, she wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There were parts of it where I was like, that's not actually them singing at that moment. Because mm. I feel like when I watched La La Land, like as much as you didn't like it, did you? No, really. I kind of felt like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were singing in that moment and it was a recording of them there. Mm. Even if, maybe it was just really good dubbing, but yeah. I feel like the dubbing was less good in this. Did you, um, kind of on topic but off topic Zac Efron was he dubbed over in one of the High School Musical films it was all tune so it's him singing but they kind of like you know did a little tweak to, to make ah, it sound mm. a bit cool. prophetic so do you know the bit in High School Musical 1 where he's uh, outside of Gabriella's um, house yeah. and he sings that's like the only time where he's singing about all tune basically which is not bad it's okay yeah. but obviously the bits where you know singing get your head in the game and all that stuff is like you know, when, when Zac Efron was like rallying around the the, the, the performers I was thinking, that is a key moment where you could go, we're all in this <laughs> together. Imagine, that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be so funny. Um, I reckon he'd have been well up for doing that as well. Yeah. yeah. I liked him in Thingy's right, like him in Zendaya as well. They were, they were yeah, cool. that's two generations of Disney, man. Oh, shit, yeah. There was these, like, young, <laughs> there was these yeah. young girls behind us in the cinema and when Zac Efron came on, they go, they literally went, oh my God. And then when Zendaya was like, they were like, oh my God, it's Zendaya. And I was like, I was obviously like, we grew up with Zac Efron in Disney and they've grown up with Zendaya in Disney. Mm. But, um, They're yeah. all growing up now, aren't they? One of them's in Riverdale. Right? Yeah. And he's going to be in a film about being a mental kid, isn't he? You know, what, one of the Zac and Cody people? Yeah, he's going to, he's, there's, there was a, uh, there was a trade-off for, he's, come from a different school and he likes everything to be perfect and he wants to go to like Oxford and he for an essay he wrote like a 40 page thing and he turns on his teacher and yeah okay yeah. um I also saw Coco yesterday very nice was it good it's brilliant is it yeah like so it's like a new Disney Pixar film about the Mexican Day of the Dead it's like this guy who his 
great 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 grandfather left them to be a musician and then um like his family then disowned that person and, and hate music and but he wants to be a musician and then he like he uh travels to the day of the dead to try and find his great 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 grandfather to mm. to get his blessing to be a musician but it's just like the songs in it were great like the animation is incredible like it's so colorful and like the level of i know it's obviously it's not like a the as realistic as obviously War of Planet of the Apes, but even though these characters look cartoony, like the 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 level of detail is incredible. Like this boy is probably eleven or twelve, but like the the hair, like the kind of soft hair that you get when you're like just starting puberty, like there was that level of detail. Like he ate a satsuma, and I was like, fuck me, that looks like a real satsuma. It's just, it was just like the detail was incredible, and like the story was interesting. It was emotional. It was like funny. Um, and I feel like I don't know much about Mexican culture, but I feel like it was quite respectful mm. to Mexican culture. There wasn't a lot of kind of uh, stereotypes or parodies of, you know, a lot of the cut. All the voice cast is uh, Latino. Um, the co-directors, Latino. Like, you know, there's a lot of that. Does it culture. need to all be Latino, though? If you're an actor, can't you portray? I'm not saying it shouldn't be. No, but it's kind of like why would you voice a Mexican character if you are not yourself of Latin? You know, it's just kind of like I, I agree. opportunities for yeah. that, you know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with it, but I'm saying like, as an actor is your profession to portray something else. Yeah. But, but then, yeah. anyway, that was just on a different tangent. But yeah, that's but really good. it was really, really, really good. Really good. Um, the things, yeah, I just came up with, I was like, oh, wow, I was like, so surprised by it. I was like, mm. the only one in there without a kid, but yeah, would cool. definitely, definitely recommend because I need to, I want to watch that dinosaur and Moana. Mo, it's it's a lot better than Moana. I wasn't. But that everyone was raving about that. Yeah, I wasn't that bothered about Moana. But yeah, yeah. any other recent films or recent films you've watched that you want to shout out? Mm, no, not really. Well, we've done pretty. We've done quite a bit, yeah, uh, we've and we've we got our screen unseen. All three Tomorrow. of us, haven't we? Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. I forgot about that. What time is it? Eight fifteen. Okay. Why do you have a lesson? Go to the gym. Always. Well, then, make them gains. Mm. Just go back in the gym and you can come straight to the cinema. No, you'll go home first. Oh, you know, it'll be so well. Right. Well, let us know what your favourite film and TV, best and worst of last year were. Uh, you can tweet us at Podcast 17 We're on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes and SoundCloud under your average critics. Uh, and thank you so much for... You know, sticking with us for the last two hours and 29 minutes. And uh, tune in next week when we'll kind of get back to normal talking about the films that we've watched uh, in the last week or so. Peace.